Welcome to Comics and Across. I, of course, am one half of the dynamic duo Comics and Across, Nitro. Cross is off today, but we are joined by our very special, longtime friend of the channel, Mr. Locke Steady. Locke, welcome aboard today, man. Hey, friends. Thanks for How is everybody doing? Thank you for having me. I'm always excited to get to come out and hang out and chat with you guys. Dude, this is going to be a lot of fun, man. This has been a requested show for a very, very long time since, you know, since we started the stream last year. So I'm, su I'm super excited. <laughs> so for those well, of you... I hope, uh, I hope I live up to the hype. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw some disclaimers out before we start jumping into this. But um, for those of you who are not aware, so today we are going to have our long-awaited anime discussion on Comics and the Cross. So both Locke and I are anime fans um, at different levels. I am still kind of a newbie. Um, I don't want to over-promote Locke, but I feel like Locke is borderline encyclopedic when it comes to anime. I, again, this I, I'm bringing out my promoter hat. This is my promoter hat. So, uh, But he knows a lot. I had a lot of questions when, when I was bouncing ideas off of him last year, and he, he, you know, he had a lot of information. I'm just going to throw it out there. <laughs> it is what it is, so. I was just going to say, you're like, I don't want to over-hype, and I was like, <laughs> I well, know, that dude. ship sailed. There we go. There we go. <laughs> So, I always appreciate it, man. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, before we get started in anime discussion, though, I wanted to kind of go over some news. And I know we have some people in the chat already. Um, Mountain Nerds, I see you. What up? Um, Ads, Jay Sanchez, and Jeff Harvey. Thank you guys for popping in. I really appreciate it. We're super excited to, to talk about this today. I'm probably going to be sweating. It is hot in this room. Good grief. Um, thanks for the shout-out, Locke, for Mountain Nerds. Um, all right, so let's get actually into some news real quick, and then we'll jump into our anime discussion. So we kind of want to lay it out. So Locke and I are going to kind of be going over our top five anime, um, and we're just going to be talking about anime in general. So if you have any thoughts on anime, if you like anime, if you hate anime, um, you know, we, we would love to hear about it in the chat, you know. No opinions are unwanted, except the wrong ones, which we will get into. I'm just joking. Um... Sorry, so, so first things first. So this week, this past week, the Spider-Man trailer broke. You got a chance to watch it, right, Locke? I, I did you... a couple of times now. Dude, it's, it's phenomenal. And yes. apparently it broke the 24-hour trailer viewing record. I saw that. So Endgame had 289 million views or some, something dumb like that within the first 24 hours. And this broke over 350 million. So it almost added 100 million views to the end game, which is just incredible. It's almost half a billion views in 24 hours. That's just ridiculous. I would say that it is anticipated. <laughs> it would yeah. be. Yeah. I would say that I that may have some Go ahead. I have some theories on part of why there's such a huge bump from one to the other, though. Um, I mean, do we want to just do that? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah, okay. Nice. So <clears throat> this is not a knock on it in any way. Um, but uh, as you just pointed out, you asked if I watched it. I watched it multiple times. I think everybody watched it multiple true. times. That's true. There was a lot and of I stuff think, in it. Exactly. Yeah. And that's that's what I was going to... I'm, I'm pointing off to the side because I'm pointing at <laughs> Discord. That's not where... Anyway, sorry. Uh, I'm going to do that a lot, guys. Just be aware of that I'm going to point in weird directions. Like, it's all good. Uh, you know... Um, but anyway, what was multiple times? Okay, so Endgame, you know, everybody watched the trailer for Endgame because, of course, we were all crazy hype 
for Endgame. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's the absolute <clears throat> culmination of over a decade of buildup. So, you know, of course there was a whole lot of hype around that, but I feel like to some degree, a lot of the hype around Spider-Man is a piggybacking off that because mm-hmm. this is one of the first major steps since Endgame. Yep. So we have to see like where does the MC go for, uh, MCU go from here? Like yeah. obviously we've got a little taste with the the shows. But I think the other thing is with Endgame it was very straightforward. We weren't looking to solve a mystery necessarily. Mm-hmm. Like we wanted a a hint of of how they were going to ultimately win because let's face it we all knew victory was afoot. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know. Um, and realistically, that's the case with Spider-Man 2. We know uh, at the end of the day, good will ultimately triumph overall. Yeah. yeah. But there's still so much room, this being effectively the beginning of the next phase, for it to go all kinds of sideways. Yeah. But more than any other movie to date, I think this is going to have the most impact on the wider MCU because we're dragging in... Uh, I, did we spoiler warning? Oh, yeah. Spoiler warning. Spoiler warning for those of you who don't want to know anything going into a movie. Um, Or especially if you just haven't had a chance to watch the trailer yet. Yeah, yeah. You might just just mute. Just mute. Just take your headphones off just for a second. Um, Just give it like five minutes. (laughs) Yeah, we'll we'll wave at you when we're done because I'm about to spoil one of the biggest things of it because it came at the end of the trailer and I think it carries the largest implications of anything in any trailer we've seen so far Mm -hmm. with the return of Alfred Molina's dr octopus Mm -hmm. and all by itself like that's that's a rewatch moment you know what i mean agreed and he looks fantastic i know they de-aged him a bit but he looks fantastic yeah i I was gonna say when i first saw him i was like dang he hasn't aged at all completely forgetting that they de-age people for (laughs) stuff now yeah so um based on he did an interview for this movie um and he was talking about like how like the time frame that takes place in and whatnot again spoiler warning just heads up um he was saying that his character, this movie basically picks up right after he goes into the Hudson in Spider-Man 2. So it's like immediately after that. That's why, like, I think in the trailer, that's the Hudson is under that bridge, I believe. I don't, I don't know New York that well, but I believe that I is the Hudson. So he's basically climbing out of where he just landed in Spider-Man 2. So it's even though it's been like a 20-year jump since Spider-Man 2, it, it's going to be like it never happened with him. So that that's going to be super yeah. interesting. What, what I think carries one of the other really interesting implications about that that very fact specifically mm-hmm. is that we saw spoilers for Loki now. <laughs> yep. Um, just awesome. we just saw, a bunch of spoilers. <laughs> yeah, just basically if you're not current, we're going to wreck some stuff yeah, here. Yeah. <laughs> um, yes, adds 100% hearing Willem Dafoe's laugh also gave me goosebumps. Agreed. I saw the pumpkin bomb and then I heard the laugh and I was like, ooh, ooh, ooh here we go and then doc ock to top it off i was like oh my god that's it that's what i needed right there um but no we saw at the end of loki that uh immortus i think was the specific variation of kang Mm -hmm. that we we saw uh if i remember correctly uh we saw him both show and tell about how the multiverse exists and doesn't Mm -hmm. because he he nipped it and then now it's it's breaking out again yeah and so i feel like that time jump begs the question now was it a time jump or just did the existence of these other universes do they not take place in real time Mm. alongside ours yeah so is it a 20 year jump for him like it is for us or is he popping out for him 
I mean, obviously for him, it's going to be a couple of seconds. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, but yeah. Like when he went into the river, was it you know two thousand? So they're parallel universes, but maybe shifted in time. Like like that's yeah that's, yeah I get that's what you're absolutely saying. my question. Like, yeah. is that the case? And um, if that's not the case, uh, the the whole like where do these things fit next to each other in the timeline thing yeah. is is crazy. Yeah. Um, because I know you guys talked about it in at least in brief during one of the previous podcast yeah. episodes where uh, they had the lineup of the end of Loki with the lineup of the end of uh, Wandavision. Yeah. And I was talking to my buddy Kevin, not so silent Bob, last night, and I'm like, I bet you money when we see No Way Home, that moment where Strange is casting that spell and everything goes sideways in the trailer, when we're not hearing the the, the trailer music overcoming the rest of the scene i bet you there's a thunderclap there too yeah like i'll bet money that all three of these things are taking place concurrently not in succession yeah see that's my thing you know what like, i mean i like i my, my brain thinks visually and i need to be able to visually picture how all these movies are are layered together like where one is happening where the other one is happening and yeah like to your point i'm, I'm really hoping that they kind of address that in some way shape or form with no way home yeah um, but yeah, yeah, I'm super pumped about it. Um, you know, part of me is, okay, so part of me is super pumped about the movie. Part of me just wants another, like, run-of-the-mill street story with Spider-Man in New York, which I get that that's been done in the past. I get it. But, I, you know, I, I still, like, part of me wants to see that because that's what the, what the comics mainly were all about. But um, yeah. But it's going to be sweet, man. Doctor Strange and Spider-Man. You have a lot of other villains that have not been confirmed, but people have a sneaking suspicion are in the all film. many fan theories yeah like like sandman and the lizard who apparently was in the trailer um but no, I, I didn't I see saw, it no i saw a breakdown where they paused and were like this is clearly the lizard and i'm like <laughs> i i wouldn't clearly is not the yeah. word i would choose <laughs> <laughs> clearly is probably not the right word yeah yeah oh i'm sorry i meant to call and chat isaac thank you for yeah. this thank you for the resub bro i really appreciate it man um yeah i see all the anime posts um I feel like that's anything involving comics, especially with different artists and storytellers. Um, there's some context we're missing in that trailer. Yeah, I would agree. For instance, I'm almost positive Doc Ock is talking to Toby Spidey, but they make it seem like Tom's in the trailer. Yep. Yeah, I, I would agree. I, I agree with that too, for sure. One, I really feel like that's going to be the case. One takeaway that I had from the trailer, though, um, I was like, man, it feels like really irresponsible for Doctor Strange to to do that spell for peter just so people don't know he's spider-man anymore but then somebody made a post on on twitter and they were showing all of the irresponsible things that dr strange has done with his powers and i was like oh i guess it's in character then yeah that makes sense <laughs> yeah see i i struggle with that one real heavily because you, you're 100 percent right and so is the, the person who made that original post if you go back and watch the first dr strange like uh some i actually i saw it on tiktok so it was very short, mm -hmm. <laughs> but it existed. Yeah. Where somebody pointed out that, like, if you really look at Doctor Strange to date, he has had no character development mm -hmm. in his arc yet. You know, his his whole movie was centered around cocky surgeon trying to become cocky surgeon again. Yeah, realizing that he could either be cocky surgeon or all powerful master master <laughs> of the mystic arts. And even in that, like at the end of that, like Mordo turns villain i mean yeah. not 100 percent confirmed but basically yeah, confirmed yeah. based on the post credit scene <clears throat> um and and why does he do that because strange does what 
messes with time. Yeah. You can't screw with the natural flow of, of time. Mm-hmm. You don't mess with nature. Mm-hmm. Like, that's all of Mordo's, uh, Mordo's point. And then there is no further development for Strange. The yeah. next time we see him is in Infinity War and Endgame. Yeah, that's a really good point. Because there's really no character... I mean, there's not a ton of character development in him for Endgame, even though, like, he's a big part of the movie. Yeah. He plays a, an absolutely pivotal role in both movies, but there's no... There's no change in his character arc through it. He's just there as part of the team, you know? Yeah, I do. Um, but that said, I feel like they're absolutely trying to red herring us really badly on the Mephisto thing because yeah. so many people went bonkers on it. Yeah, I've seen so many people go, oh, that sign when Peter's walking into the school, devil in disguise, it's Mephisto confirmed. Dude, I'm I like, got... no, they're yanking your chain specifically. I got burned on WandaVision with Mephisto. I will never... Again, even if it's right in front of me, say that Mephisto is going to be in anything until I see him. <laughs> yeah, until he pops up and says, I am Mephisto. It's oh my Mephisto. gosh, Mephisto's back on the menu, boys. That's hilarious. <laughs> um, I did see a lightened version of that lizard clip, and the movement looks very much like the lizard, but it's still pretty shadowy, so I don't think you can say it's him definitely. I would agree. Yeah. I, th- I, I feel like it's certainly possible. I can't mm-hmm. discount it, but I would not go anywhere near so far as to say it's clearly him. I feel like that's misrepresenting yeah. it. Yeah, I would agree. Uh, a sequel to Into the Spider-Verse. Spider-Verse is what we need. Yeah, they're making one actually right now. Um, yes. I'm super excited about Which is, it. Honestly, though, that bums me out a little bit if you think about it. They're That's already it. doing a sequel to Into the Spider-Verse. Are they going to commit to two Spider-Verse Two different Spider-Verse, then? like a live action and an animated version. Yeah, I feel like it drastically reduces the likelihood that we're going to see Toby and uh, Maguire and Garfield really you think so i do and especially because and like okay look hollywood of course has the the possibility of having the actor go out there and deny it and deny it deny yeah, it yeah yeah because that's happened secret. let's be honest that's happened in the past they've said no i'm definitely not in, not in this surprise <laughs> yeah i'm one thousand percent not in this movie yeah and then they totally are yeah. yeah um but but again you know at the same time when you put that together with garfield's constant no they didn't even ask me Mm-hmm. like not even just i'm not in the movie but they didn't ask me i'm kind of hurt I, like yeah. i feel like i'm getting shunned a little bit mm-hmm. blah 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 i mean like he, he he's not out there like when poor is poor is me wow yeah, yeah. <laughs> what was me poor me you know what i yeah, mean yeah, yeah i got you um you know he's not out there like actively crying about it but like he has said on several occasions like please stop asking mm-hmm. i'm not in it they didn't even ask me yeah but that you know, Devil's Advocate, Mephisto's Advocate. Uh, I'll, I'll throw that out there. There are some behind-the-scenes photos that who are, that were apparently leaked by the same dude who leaked the trailer, which turned out to be a legit trailer just with unfinished effects. Um, yeah, that he leaked some behind-the-scenes photos of Toby in his suit and Garfield in his suit, like together. Uh, really, two separate photos. So I don't know if those again. I don't know if those are legit. I have no clue. They look legit. And like people with their Photoshop sleuthing stuff were able to detect that nothing, it wasn't altered or anything like that. So I don't know. We'll see. Oh, again, spoiler, I've not seen that. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Um, I, I hope know. so. I really, yeah. really do. I want to see that so bad. I feel like this movie has the potential, if, if that's the case, to be as big as Endgame, if not bigger. Um, if we're going to bring back Toby, if we're bringing back Andrew Garfield, if we're bringing back m- villains from three different, basically, multiverse, or three different Spider-Man universes, and Doctor Strange, and we're talking about the multiverse, it's going to be nuts. It's going to be absolutely nuts. One other thing that I heard recently, um, 
and I don't know if you saw this, but there is another rumor about people who may or may not be in this movie. Supposedly, they're going to introduce the new Illuminati in this movie. I did not hear that. Really? I just okay. yeah, I just heard this like two days ago, and the site that I heard it from is not exactly like a hundred percent clinched. Mm-hmm. You know, legit. They're right, mm-hmm. but they claim that they got the info from a source that is uh, a known uh, industry insider who yeah. constantly is like this, and then it's true. Okay, so. It could go either way, I don't know, but hmm. the current thing is that they're going to introduce a version of the Illuminati that includes Baron Mordo, Okay. which I feel like is going to have to be an alternate version of Baron Mordo. Yeah. The the one we currently have does not strike me as the team up for the greater good type, no, all considered. not at all. Um, Monica Rambeau, which could go either way. It could be okay. the new one, because the speculation is it's her because she's now the leader of uh, S.W.O.R.D., Yeah, I guess. <clears throat> Although, again, the last time we saw her was uh, um, a scroll being like, he wants to see you up there. Yeah. And it's like, Oh, yeah, okay. that's right. I totally forgot about that. That was the after credit yeah. scene for, oh, that's right. Yep. So we could have that moment where, you know, she's going to go up there and Fury's going to be like, I, you know, shield is dead. Sword is the new shield. And I'm going to install you as the leader because I'm yeah. up here doing this. I can't be down there. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that makes sense. Um, who were the other? I can't remember Namor, all the other Namor. ones. But... I know Namor is part of it, but I, Namor I in the comics, but he was not named as part of this group. But gotcha. there's been a lot of hints about Atlantis a lot. in previous movies, so <clears throat> it sure could be the moment where they drag him in. Do you think they'll introduce the... him in uh, in uh, Wakanda Forever? I honestly, if they're gonna pull the trigger on it, I think it's gonna be more there than Spider Man. Yeah, yeah. Um. But will they in general? I I've not heard anything. Yeah, I haven't either, man. I haven't heard anything. There's at been all. all there's been all the weird little Easter eggs, but I mean, there's been a thousand of those. They they name dropped. Uh, who did they? They teased somebody in uh, Civil War, not Civil War, uh, Winter Soldier, when they were scrolling through that list of names of oh, wasn't uh, it like a potential a threats? Wasn't it a mutant? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. It was at least two mutants. Were yeah, on that list. yeah, yeah. I think you're right. Oh, Omega Red, wasn't it? Wasn't it Omega Red? I could be wrong. I don't know. He might. I, I don't remember who it was anymore. It's been yeah. a hot minute, obviously. Yeah. But, but bear, you know, so they they throw in Easter eggs left and right. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it could it could be easily be a red herring. Um, but the big one, the big one that they were like, yeah, this it hinges on this, and this guy said it's confirmed, and even hinted at which one it's going to be. There's been a, apparently, and I, I again, I just heard this for the first time recently, but I guess there's been a long-standing rumor that they're going to bring in Professor X to lead the Illuminati. Ooh. See, they ha- they have and, to. I mean, they have to. Let's be honest. He yeah, if you there. know anything he about the Illuminati, you have to have Professor X in it. Um, but the original rumor was that it was going to be McAvoy mm, because okay. Patrick Stewart has gone on record, just like Hugh Jackman, saying. Um, you know, I wanted to reprise the role, but the moment has passed. We yeah. got the emotional send-off we wanted with Logan. Yep. I'm okay with putting the character to bed. We're done. Yeah. But now this dude has basically come out and hinted that, nope, it's going to be Stewart's Professor mm. X that's going to wow. pop up as the cameo. And so it's like, do I want to believe that? I Absolutely. Like, I just feel like they because need to... Because it would they, be phenomenal. They need to let him take a nap. Like, I feel like... <laughs> We're just leaning on Patrick him too Stewart. much. Yeah, dude, we're leaning on him way too much. Like, just give the man a break. You know, he's Captain Picard. He's Professor X. I know. Let him. Let him have. Let him have a summer off. He's I know, ended. right? All right. So, just going to chat just for a second. Um, 
I think he won't pop, speaking of Mephisto, I believe, until we get Ghost Rider MCU film, which I am super pumped about. Oh, yeah. Um, even then, it won't be Mephisto. It'll be like, it'll be Loki. You thought it was Mephisto, but it's me, Loki. <laughs> I hope not, man. <laughs> I feel like they've done some, something similar. That's, uh, a, that's a solid reference considering the topic for today's pop, uh, podcast. Yeah. Um, Spider-Man 2, oh, Spider-Verse 2 is going to be it. It's going to be lit. Spider-2099 is going to run that bad boy. That's right. Uh, I actually don't know a lot about um, 2099 Spider-Man. Uh, never, I didn't really read that that um, that run growing up. I have some of them. I just, I've never read them before. Um, just remember at one point, uh, Captain America was a Hydra agent the whole time until he wasn't. <laughs> um, all right. So, so speaking of mutants, speaking of mutants, since we, since you brought it up, I heard the news this week that they're the first official introduction of a mutant for the MCU is going to be in Multiverse of Madness. And really? it will be someone that Wanda fights who is very powerful interesting that's what i heard that this week and i i was racking my brain trying to figure out who that could be i'd see i saw some people saying um gene i think um i don't know if they're gonna go that route yet um but i don't know any thoughts on that i i have to admit to some heavy trepidation here we've all been clamoring for mutants to join the mcu since the the buyout was even a thing that could have happened let alone once it did yeah but now that we're like faced with it like I'm nervous. Yeah, because yeah. they're gonna have they're gonna have to recast most, if not all of them. Agreed. Agreed. You know, I think the whole trying to shoehorn in. Yeah, I think the whole trying to shoehorn them in with the multiverse thing. I think that can get that'll get really sticky if they keep trying to do that. Well, yeah, and what what I think makes me sure that they're just gonna recast everybody was specifically using. Uh, shoot, I can't think of the actor's name now, but Ralph Boner. <laughs> Oh yeah, I know you're from Wandavision. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Quicksilver. Um, yep, Evan Peters, great actor. Yeah, that's his name. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, uh-huh. he's a great actor. I think he nailed Quicksilver in the Fox films mm-hmm. for the way they wrote him. Yeah, not my favorite interpretation, but he knocked the job out of the park for yeah. sure. Um, and then you know we got that kind of <laughs> you think he is, but he's not. But <laughs> yeah, and I was like, I, I was, I was honestly in the moment at first, I was like, that's dope. And then the next episode, I was like. It's not real, and then I turned out to be right. Yeah. Um, but it, it made me nervous for the rest of it because, like, I'm ready. I'm ready for that expansion, especially because <clears throat> how do you top the Avengers? The yeah. only way is with a meme. I'm sorry, that's the only way you're going over the Avengers. So, who do you think, in your opinion, who do you think is Could going be the to... mutant? Well, who do you think is going to be the like for for the whole mutant like um. For all of the X-Men, I guess, or all the mutants, rather. Who do you think is going to be the our this generation's version of Hugh Jackman slash Wolverine? Because I don't oh, think like, they're going to go with Wolverine again as like as the face of the of the mutants. I mean, he was really wasn't the face of the mutant, but let's be honest, he was the most popular one, and he was in basically every single movie. Yeah, uh, he he sort of inadvertently became the face of the the mutant franchise yeah. in that time. That's a tough one because. Even in the comics, it was Wolverine for a long time. Yeah. And that's why they started doing such weird stuff with him in the comics, was because they wanted to start distancing it from the Fox properties, because Marvel and Disney, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, like, <laughs> I hope Ralph turns out to be Quicksilver and Whitpro. <laughs> See that. Yeah, um, that would be hilarious. 
I mean, okay, if I'm being real about who I want it to be, mm-hmm. there's only two characters that I would want to see them hang it on, and it would be Gambit, 100% selfishly, because I love Gambit. Gambit's awesome. But realistically, from a, a good storytelling standpoint, I feel like it would have to be Magneto. Really? Okay. And I know that sounds a little weird to try to hang it on a villain, but uh, to that, I say Loki. <laughs> you true. know? Yeah, true. Not even Thanos, Loki. Yeah. <laughs> Loki was the breakout. Well, I mean, so, Magneto's a compelling villain, though. He has a really cool he story. He really is. Yeah. Well, and he doesn't even have to stay a villain. He's been a hero so many yeah. times in the comics. He could go either way. Well, and I think those make the inter- th- those are the most interesting villains. Like, when what they're kind of doing makes kind of sense, and you can, you can empathize with them, obviously. You know? Mm-hmm. You just probably wouldn't go about it the way that they're going about it, you know? <laughs> Man, I hope not. <laughs> you wouldn't murder just a whole bunch of people? Um, yeah. I read this thing recently that was, like, growing up... Um, you always root against Magneto because he's the villain, but as you get older, you start to realize how hard it is to root against the guy because you get where he's coming from. Yeah, yeah. And it's, I feel like he's on a, a short list of characters where you, you totally have that nuance. Like, I'll freely admit I don't know a ton about Doctor Doom, mm-hmm. but what I do know about Doctor Doom is that he's the villain Doctor Doom. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, he's he's had some compelling stories and all mm-hmm. that, but at the end of the day, he's always been the Fantastic Four's bad guy. Yeah. Whereas Magneto has always been this very deeply nuanced character that mm-hmm. is, is he a friend? Is he a foe? It yeah. really depends on what's going on right now. Yeah, well, especially like, and I know we're getting super sidetracked, but I don't care. This is awesome. Um, especially like, <laughs> I'm not a huge fan of the X-Men, the Fox X-Men movies, like the ones from the early 2000s. That being said, I feel like the way that they portrayed um, Ian, McClellan, Ian McKellen as Magneto was awesome. Like, especially, yes. even though this movie is awful, in my opinion, the third movie, um, just his his whole arc in the third movie is just, it's so good, man. It's so good. Yeah. Um, I mean, Ian McKellen is a fantastic actor who absolutely nails every role I see him in absolutely. as well. So you've got, you know, I don't want to call it low-hanging fruit because that's not really exactly accurate, but, like, you knew the minute he was cast, it was going to be good. Yeah, yeah. And... He absolutely carried it. So, just going to chat real quick. Um, I like yeah, how they I'm... went. I like how they went for a lesser known for the '90s cartoon Jubilee. Yeah, I feel like she was a really big part of that cartoon. Like her relationship with Wolverine, right? Uh, it's yep. been a while since I've seen it, but I feel like her her relationship with Wolverine was like a, a, a crucial component to that show. Um, she was kind of the vehicle into the series. Doctor Doom is very two dimensional. I hope Cross is not in the chat. Um, <laughs> I get, I I don't know a whole lot about Doctor Doom either, but that's definitely uh, Cross's favorite character, like I think ever outside of Nightwing and Red Hood. Um, mm-hmm. I, I but I get his character, like he's he's a leader of a nation. He wants the best for his people, but he goes about it in just an like not not the right way, <laughs> you know? Yeah, obviously. But like his his people, like the the people of his kingdom of Latveria, like they have what they need. They don't starve. I, hey man, I'm I'm sticking up for Doom. <laughs> I am sticking up for Doom. Um, but like they don't starve. He provides for them. He gives them what they need. Like I know it sounds very like, but he's a dictator. <laughs> like you know, he gives people what they need. What yeah. are you talking about? But like, well, it, no, go ahead. To that. I was going to say, to that point, I feel like they want Doctor Doom to be as nuanced as Magneto, but I think mm-hmm. where, from a social standpoint, it falls apart in the comparison, at least, mm-hmm. 
is that every time you see Doom doing, you know, <clears throat> evil stuff, like it's extremely super villainy most of the time. Yeah. Whereas every time you see Magneto doing villain stuff, it's almost always some sort of social statement. He's not like rolling through a town leveling buildings because he wants some sort of technology that he doesn't already have. Yeah. He's always mad because mutants are treated poorly. Yeah. Yeah. That like, makes sense. And that description by itself makes his character sound incredibly one-sided, but they, they play it to great effect. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because just like Doom, uh, as you're describing him, you know, all Magneto wants is for mutants to be treated right. Unfortunately, yep. the right way to treat mutants is as the greater species, not the equal one. And yeah. so there's where your villain turn comes into that equation. But, mm. you know, I think I, I think that's why the, for a lot of people, it's certainly for myself at least, why that comparison kind of falls apart yeah. is because of the representation of what and why they do what they do. Yeah. That makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. I, I I do have a feeling though that like knowing the MCU and knowing how they flesh out some of some of the villains, some of them, um, I have a feeling. And Doctor Doom, obviously being one of the biggest ones in, in comics and Marvel comics, I yeah. have a feeling they're gonna take they're gonna they're gonna take their time with him. They're gonna I, f I have a feeling just like they did with Loki. They're gonna it's gonna be a very nuanced character development. I hope. I, I think they will. Obviously, they're gonna treat yeah. him with kid gloves. I feel like bare minimum he's going to get the Loki build, if oh, not the yeah. full-on Thanos. Yeah. I don't know that they'll position him to be the next Thanos, because I feel like for the, uh, not average, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, the, the, the Those of us who are interested in the MCU, but not necessarily in comics themselves. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, I feel like for that subset, you can't really position a guy like doom as thanos because it's not necessarily believable if you don't know doom yeah. you know what i mean yeah and i don't feel like there's enough time to to make that believable but i definitely feel like they could very very easily position him in a much more powerful position than loki even ever was yeah but i don't see doom being a lackey to someone else that's the only thing no that way. is like well how do you how do you do that like at at most i see him partnering with somebody but not answering to someone yeah i would agree and like uh, Cross can correct me if I'm wrong, but I mean, there's runs like Hickman's Avengers and stuff like that, which I have not finished. Um, but he he gets absolute like god power, like he turns into a god for lack of better yeah. words, and he uses that to h help stop the threat that's happening. But to your point, that's not necessarily because he wants to save people. It it, it just it benefits his 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 end goal, I guess. Yeah, so, it yeah. played to his agenda, so that's yeah. what he did. Yeah. Um, let me see. So he hasn't... I think you're talking about Redbeard. Are you talking about Magneto? He started wanting equality, but found the road doesn't hold up and starts to expect folks to see them as gods. Uh, Ad says, if they gave Wolverine his comic outfit, then Richard Armitage is 100% perfect for the Ooh. I, th I, I get in trouble when I talk about Wolverine casting, so I'll just I'll shut my mouth. But yeah, I think that would be a good choice. I think that would be a good choice. That'd be good. <laughs> What do you? I, what do you? No, I'm, I'm just. I'm just not going to go there, Locke. I'm. Just, I'm just not going to go there. Um, you, you... <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, I, sincerely, I got to know your 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 response to that one. Do you know right, who Anthony so, Kiedis is? Anthony Kiedis? Yeah, I do not. I'll look him up. He's right the now, lead though. singer of the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Oh yeah. And at one point in the '90s, a fan casting came out where they had like Patrick Stewart as Professor X made total sense, 
Uh, Michael Dorn, the guy that played Worf in Star Trek The Next Generation, they wanted to play Bishop. Made perfect sense. Uh, they wanted Jean-Claude Van Damme to play Gambit for some reason. Oh my gosh. Yeah, Which was a weird one. I was like, I get it acrobatically, because he does all those weird stunts. Like, he pulled off Guile's flash kick in, in Street Fighter. So he did. He did. I, I, I kind of get that. <laughs> uh, but then they were like, Anthony Kiedis is Wolverine. And I'm like, what wow. drugs are you on for wow. that casting? If you're going to look up a picture of him, specifically try to find one of him in the 90s when he had the really long hair. Okay. And that was a picture of him that they used as a, the Wolverine fan cast. And I was like, what? Holy crap. Yeah, I can't, I can't see that. All right, not so, even a little. So there's three people that Fred are kind of like at the top of my list. Are all three I'm going to get DeVito. crap. No, no. He's the number four. <laughs> He's the number four. I'm going to get some crap. That's I fair. know I am. If Cross is in here, I'm definitely getting crap. All right. Outside of his, like, outside of his personal life antics, which I'm, I won't comment on. I really like Shia LaBeouf as an actor. I feel like he's a really good actor. I feel like he has the stature for Wolverine. I feel like he can put on size, which he's shown to do. And I feel like he has the acting chops to pull off and the rage to pull off Wolverine. All right, he's not my number one choice. He is in the mix, though. John Bernthal, it's not going to happen just because he was the Punisher on Netflix. And I, I don't think they're going to I don't think they're going to do that. And then Ben Foster. Uh, ben Foster, he played Angel in the X-Men movies in the early 2000s. He also played in Hell and High Water, which was like like a drama with Jeff, uh, I think Jeff, not for Jeff Bridges. I forgot his name. Chris oh. Chris Pine was in it. Yeah, Jeff Bridges. That's right. Um, yeah, I knew, I knew Cross was going to point that out. But anyways, those, <laughs> those are my top three. And the reason I picked them is I'm... I'm I, I'm done with the, the, the six foot three Wolverine. The six foot three, like... Not that Hugh Jackman was skinny by any stretch of the imagination. And I would never in my wildest dreams be able to look like he does. He has the body of a god. That being said, I feel like Wolverine needs to be short. I feel like he needs to be stocky. I feel like he needs to be beastly and full of rage. Maybe not all the time, but that should be his essence. And Hugh Jackman never came across like that to me. Ever. Now, did he do a really good job with the character? Yes, he did. And I liked him as the character. I'm ready to see someone who actually looks like Wolverine, though. That's 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 my opinion. Fair. Yeah. Um, I, st- I don't know. I don't hate any of your suggestions. Let okay. me preface with that. Okay, well, th- that, you um, know, that's all I can ask for. I'm deeply surprised by Shia LaBeouf, because I will never not see him as the geeky kid from Transformers. I get it. I get it. I get it. And that. I can't... like, And I don't say that as I refuse, because honestly... <clears throat> uh, when I, I I will always 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 go to this when anyone suggests anyone weird to, that I think is a weird suggestion. Uh, Heath Ledger is the Joker. Yeah. When that casting came out, the world went absolutely bananas. And at first, I was like, "What?" Yeah, yeah. And holy when crap, we saw him, he knocked like, that out of the park. I get it. I get it. Yeah. You know, so I can't. I will never fault anyone for picking someone they think could do it ever again based on that alone. Yeah. But I, I, I will admit that if that casting came out tomorrow, I'd be like, all right, all right let's see how this goes. <laughs> I, I <laughs> really, know? really think you could pull it off. Uh, again, I, you, I'm looking for someone who's short, has a ton of size, who's just stocky, and who can just pull that off. And I really think Bernthal would probably be the top choice for me. Because he's, yeah, like, he's like a ball I love of him like rage. <laughs> yes, I love him as Punisher. I think he, he nailed that role. Mm-hmm. Um. Almost Hugh Jackman as Wolverine level nailed that role, since yep. we're on that specific topic. Agreed. But 
if if he had not been cast as Punisher, I think as much as I hate to admit it, I would totally be on board with him being Wolverine. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. Like, if he wasn't cast as Punisher, I think he would be he would be a, a valid contender for that role. But since he was, I don't think it's it's, it's not going to happen. Ben Affleck for Wolverine. Get out of here, Redbeard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I know Isaac is all about Danny DeVito uh, as 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 Wolvie. That's that's a t- number one top choice. I've actually seen some art of Danny DeVito as Wolverine, and it's pretty freaking hilarious. I'm gonna be honest. I hate it. I hate it, and I'm gonna tell you why I hate it. Because every time I see art of Danny DeVito as Wolverine, I'm like, why does that look so good? It does. But dude. I don't it looks so want good. that. I feel like that Stop. would be an awful casting. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe if they like do a, a story like a hundred years in the future and he's like, you know, hundred and fifty years old. <laughs> no, don't do that. Don't do well, it. Marvel, don't do it. Do the real old man Logan. Yeah, yeah, the really old man Logan. <laughs> um i just around with the ponytail yeah all right just a couple more things no you're good man just a couple more things and then we'll actually get into the the topic that we're having this this stream for i'm loving the conversations though um all right so a couple pieces of a couple more pieces of news and then we'll jump right in so yeah um they posted some behind the scenes of wakanda forever which is black the black panther number two coming out Mm -hmm. so uh, they showed um what's the guy freeman from the hobbit what's his name martin martin, yeah, freeman. martin freeman and then um they showed riri williams which is the first time we've seen uh, i forgot the actress's name um but they showed her in in full makeup and all that stuff not with the obviously iron heart suit on or anything like that but yeah um i think where they're going with that is they're gonna have her going to mit like she's like a child prodigy type thing and then somehow i think shuri is going to be involved in all that and stuff like that so I'm interested to see more behind the scenes and how the production is going with that. Um, so it's Gotta been, be Shuri. Yeah. Because it, it surely won't be Wolverine. Or Wolverine, well, Iron Man. Uh, thank you, folks. Uh, we're done for the day. I appreciate you coming by. I'm just joking. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I'm interested to see the news on that. Uh, since obviously it's been, a, it's been a year since Chadwick passed um, this, this past week. Um, yeah. So it, it's going to be interesting to see what direction they take uh, with the movie. And I'm very interested to see what they do with that. <clears throat> Agreed. Um, Shang Chi coming out this weekend. Are you going to Are you going to see it? I, dude, I'm still struggling with going to public places like theaters. Yeah, I get to it. Be honest with you, especially it. with with the new thing going on. Like, oh I'm, yeah, I'm not about that right now. Yeah. But I so desperately want to see this movie. I might cave and do it because they've been very, very adamantly clear it will not come to streaming right away. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, fine. Yeah. <laughs> twist my arm it looks so it looks good, so good it looks fantastic and uh, you know cross and i have talked a couple times about the abomination of iron fist on netflix and how they <laughs> for some reason were so scared to show an actual dragon in the show and what? the first right. trailer shang chi dragon boom done how hard was yeah. that how hard was that like really so i'm i'm excited i, I love I the fantastical um i'm all about that I wonder if it was a budget issue to be perfectly honest because it's not like the netflix shows had a lack of budget entirely but it they weren't exactly rolling in money either yeah i mean but but still i feel like you know as far as shows go i feel like they almost had a blank check like you, you can kind of do whatever you want you think reason. i mean it is marvel <laughs> yeah true um and then the last piece of news was again i feel like this there's an announcement on this movie like every week you know apparently let there be carnage is being pushed again so i think it's like january january now or something like that so i don't know look just you had me skeptical with yeah you had me so skeptical by casting woody harrelson (laughs) 
and then you showed me that absolutely BA carnage in the trailer. You made and it I'm work. back on board, <laughs> and now you push it out? I know, man. Do you want me to watch this movie or not? <laughs> no, you bunch of jerks. No, I'm just joking. Um, all right, I love so, Sony. So that, yeah, we, we do love you, Sony. To, to a point. Okay, to a point. Uh, Ad says, also looking forward to seeing Abomination again. So, yes. yes. So, the they posted some screenshots of him from the trailer and he has his fins man he has the fins on the side of the head it looks awesome it looks awesome i'm excited i was hyped to see that they also confirmed that that was indeed wong in that cage fight yes i think it's sweet that wong is facing him one-on-one that's awesome yeah which does bring me all the way back to timeline of events Mm -hmm. from the spider-man because we see wong in the trailer is shang chi taking place at the same time it would make sense Although, is it before? Is it after? Although some sleuths, some internet sleuths, again, uh, have like frame by frame that trailer and showed the place that he's actually going because it shows a little bit of it from the side. Through the portal, it's, yeah. I think it's Comertage. So I don't know. Not Comertage. Yeah, that's where Doctor Strange... Yeah, with the Ancient One and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, where yeah, the yeah. training took place yeah. in the first movie. Yeah, I think, I think it's Comertage. I initially thought he was going over there um, to be in the Shang-Chi movie. He's like, because I want to be in Shang-Chi. Um, but yeah. <laughs> Gotta go hang out with the other ones. <laughs> Redbeard said, I'd rather wait for a good carnage because he's the favorite of mine. Yeah, I'm a huge Venom fan, and I wasn't really that pleased with what they did. Uh, I'm going to be honest movie. with you. I almost I almost wore my Venom shirt today, but did I feel like really? I wear it too much. I did. Dude, I wear mine all the time. It's okay. I'm wearing my Assassin's Creed shirt instead. I'm wearing my Neon Genesis shirt. It's all faded and busted up, but whatever. I don't care. I settled on the Assassin's Creed one because I was looking for a good anime shirt and I couldn't find one that I yeah. liked. <laughs> I, and I'm, I'm like, I don't have any anime shirts, which blows my mind. I have the one Neon Genesis shirt that I bought for myself because I love that show. Um, and then I just don't have any more. I have two dresser drawers that are literally shoved full of t-shirts and then overflow of at least 20. Yeah. And I'm talking like they're folded into squares and straight down next to each other to make them all fit yeah i own a lot of t-shirts yeah i have like six convention t-shirts from oh, staffing yeah. cons yeah and that's it i have no other anime shirts apparently dude that's hilarious which is a thing i just did not realize like i've loved some of the shows we're going to talk about <clears throat> for like over 20 years i don't yeah. have a single t-shirt yeah. are you kidding me <laughs> i don't have any support for them yeah. All right. So that actually. All right. So yeah, that's a good segue. That's a good segue. Anime t-shirts. Oh, let's do this. There we go. <laughs> um, hold on. So I have my old. It only took forty-eight right. minutes. It only took, took forty-eight around. minutes. That's that's about on par for us. Just forty-eight yeah. minutes of just runaway conversation, and then we actually get to the meat of the of the uh, of the show. Um, Redbeard said, yeah, "I have my old Nerve shirt. I love that thing." Yeah, I like this thing. Only thing is, it faded after one wash. So I'm never buying shirts from that place again. I won't blast them on our stream. Not that they're listening or anything. Um. All right. You ready, Locke? No. Let's do this. <laughs> all right, <laughs> it's so party time. I'm going to start off with a couple of disclaimers. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the first disclaimer, and this is for everybody in chat and everybody that wants to listen or will listen to this in the future. We are not experts in anime. Mm-hmm. I-, I will speak for myself. I am not an expert in anime, but I think I can. Locke would say that same thing. Um, Big same. I there is a lot of anime. A lot of popular anime that I have not seen. Um, and there is a lot of anime just in general that I haven't seen. And some I've seen that I, I'm not a huge fan of. So we, we are not here. We are not on here as experts in, in all things anime. So a lot of people in chat might know, might, might know more than us. So this is this is an interactive conversation. So feel free to, to blast off in the chat if you think we're incorrect with our viewpoints and all that stuff. 
Second. What I'm hearing is we should have put backseating allowed in the tags. <laughs> we should have. We should have. <laughs> um, yeah, I, pro- I probably should do that. Um, anyways, so the next, the next disclosure or disclaimer, rather. Yeah. There will be no gatekeeping. <laughs> I am not a fan of gatekeeping on any level. Okay. And I feel like, and Locke, you and I have had this conversation. I feel like in the anime community, I feel it's it's, it's, expe- it's especially prevalent, um, where you know phrases like "you're not a real anime fan" if fill in the blank, or you know whatever. If you watch the show, or if you don't watch the show, or if you like the show, whatever. So I don't think Locke or I are fans of that at all, at, at any level. So just throwing that out there, and we won't do that, and we're not really fans of it. Um, but if you feel a specific way again by all means feel free to voice that and we can discuss it shush we can discuss it um on chat um but to sean connery can discuss it. <laughs> sean connery i'm gonna get flayed by cross um so all right so i guess we should start at the top what is anime Locke? what is anime what defines anime hold on let me just go google that definition again <laughs> real fast um so I know this is going to come up because it came up yes. at least twice already in other streams. Um, but what what defines anime by the literal definition is that it is sourced from Japan. Mm-hmm. Is this the TLDR? It's it's distilled down to that. It is uh, a specific art style uh, that originates in in Japan mm-hmm. and. We're kicking off with that because there was a lot of discussion about what does or does not qualify as an anime. Mm-hmm. And I I think it's important to remember that there is a distinction between gatekeeping and definition. And this is something else that, that Nitro and I talked about briefly. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, that's that's what it boils down to. I mean, you don't really need any further definition to the word than to say it is a genre of animation mm-hmm. that originates from Japan. Yep. And obviously within within that genre of animation are countless of different genres. Yes. So it's I'm like gonna genres go back to within that genres. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I might as well do it now. We yeah. were discussing this the other night, and I, I found a quote uh, and I'm going to paraphrase because I don't remember exactly what it was anymore, but basically it said um, just because a tiger roars does not make it a lion even though both are majestic creatures. Mm-hmm. And um, the interpretation we got from someone else in the chat went very differently than my interpretation of that quote. My interpretation of that quote was that animation as an art form, as a medium, is the cat. Mm-hmm. And Beneath the category of cat are all of the different types of, you know, cats. Mm-hmm. And anime is a tiger. Western animation is a lion. And, you know, of course, there's other big cats, other other categories. Mm-hmm. And even under tiger, there are different subspecies. You know, you've got, uh, just as an off-the-cuff example, you have, like, Bengal and white tiger. Yeah, Both yeah. tigers. Neither are a lion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you know? They're very distinctly tigers. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And so I think, you know, that's that's sort of the thing to remember is that, you know, animation as a whole is a thing. And beneath animation are all the different styles and arts and things. And um, while the influence comment sort of makes the, the, the cat thing fall apart a little bit because you can't say a lion is inspired by a tiger to roar, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. but 
But I mean, that's that's sort of the thing. It's like there's absolutely similarities. There's uh, a lot of situations because there's two shows actually that I wanted to honorable mention at some point during this that mm-hmm. are not anime by definition, but mm-hmm. you can absolutely very clearly see the influence of anime on them. Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry. Really, Redbeard. Clark's cat seated for whatever. So that, that's a good point. So the the whole the discussion that we're talking about right now kind of spun off of we were we were talking about Avatar, the last yeah. Airbender. Um and full disclosure, I, I think I think Avatar is one of, in my opinion, one of, if not the most beautifully animated shows out, period. And I feel like it's it's a standard to which other shows should strive to hit as far as animation quality goes. Um yeah. It is not Japanese anime. Now, that being said, it is absolutely inspired by Japanese anime, but it's not anime in and of itself. Yeah. Um, and the, the conversation that we had uh, the other night, um, th- that was the contention. So the, yeah. the question was brought up, you know, do we consider Avatar anime? And at first I was like, I mean, it's not really anime. And then... After some discussion, you you chimed in. Locke I was like, "Yeah, you're right. It's it's not anime." Um, and then I remember my wife is a huge anime fan, humongous. Um, and Avatar is one of her favorite shows ever. And I remember after I got off stream, I was having a conversation with her. I was like, "So the conversation of Avatar came up, and whether or not it's an anime." And she said, "It's not," or something like that, like super quick, right yeah. off the cuff. And I was like, "Okay, I'm glad we could agree." <laughs> yeah. So yeah. It's a, that's a short conversation. Yeah, it was, now, a, it was I, super I, short. I feel like it's incredibly important to point out that even though the topic of this podcast is about anime, mm-hmm. so obviously like we want to focus about how great anime is, yeah. that is in no way, shape, or form a knock against Avatar or anything else Agreed. that is not anime. Agreed. Um, and I would also... I hope that didn't come through the mic, but it sounded like an elephant just ran through upstairs. <laughs> um, I didn't hear anything. I would yeah. all... Okay, fantastic. I would also contend that us saying Avatar is not an anime should actually in and of itself be a bigger compliment because of how highly we regard uh, Avatar as a series. Mm -hmm. To say that, you know, there was this long-standing thing where Western cartoons were for children, Mm -hmm. period. You had, like, Care Bears or Transformers or G.I. Joe, which may occasionally deal with some very heavy stuff, but in the at the end of the day, it was either to sell a toy mm-hmm. or to like help teach children about these heavy topics. You yeah. know what I mean? Like yeah. Care Bears is all about uh, not all about, but like a lot of Care Bears stuff is about like dealing with depression or mm-hmm. feeling unloved or yeah. getting adopted or being an orphan. Like the the topics, the subject matter of Care Bears is very heavy most of the time. Mm-hmm. But it's it's all about helping kids learn how to cope with feelings yeah. like that's the point of care bears right yep. yep and so even with that being big and important it was still a kid's show yeah you know what i mean uh-huh. uh my little pony is another great example that was like the quintessential thing for for little girls to grow up and and watch uh, grow up watching my little pony and all that stuff and on the other side you had stuff like anime coming out of japan that was like you can't watch that you're a kid anime is not for kids anime is for adults mm-hmm. You know, and so now you know, you look at where both mediums have shifted back and forth over the years, mm-hmm. and to say Avatar is not an anime as if it were an insult is absolutely inaccurate. Agreed. Especially, 
you know, obviously you're agreeing with me, but especially from my standpoint, obviously from Nitro's, it's not an insult. It's not no, a knock. Not at all. Like, I, 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 I don't necessarily mean it as a compliment either, because, mm-hmm. I mean, to call it a compliment is kind of a weird thing to do, too. Yeah, it's just a statement. That, the ultimate fact. point is, it just, it is. It's yeah, like, it is what it is. Do you, yeah, do you like hot dogs? Do you like hamburgers? Mm-hmm. Both are fine foods. Yeah. One being not the other is not a negative thing. Yeah, to, to Redbeard's mm-hmm. point in the chat, he goes, it, it, it's not anime, but it doesn't lessen its greatness. Agreed. Until you get to Legend of Korra. Yeah. Also agreed. <laughs> uh, just because something isn't anime doesn't make it bad. I, yeah, I, yeah, I think we're on the same page with that. Um, the neither is more majestic part of that quote. There's currently an yeah. Avatar uh, TTRPG on Kickstarter, and it's the most funded one on Kickstarter. And one of the and Sailor Moon is totally fine for kids. What, yeah, I agree. I grew up on that one, especially in sterilized and localization. Yeah, yeah. And mm-hmm. it's to your point, Locke. Just because we're gonna we're gonna be hyper specifically focused on anime today, that does not mean we don't appreciate any Western animation or any any animation that is not you know technically defined as anime. We're just we have a special place in our heart for anime. Um, yeah. So yeah. All right. So speaking of, <laughs> so I wanted to kind of get into this a little bit. So obviously we're gonna be talking about our top five animes. Um, which that was really hard for me to, to narrow that down, even though I haven't seen like a plethora of animes, it was still really hard for me to narrow that down. Um, but, yeah. but before we jump into that, I wanted to kind of like, how did you get into anime? Like, what drew you into anime? Like, what did that look like? What was the process of that? And how did that like inform your choices and which <laughs> animes you, you picked and all that stuff? So, for me, it's a, a hilarious to me, anyway, story of circumstance Mm -hmm. um my first introduction to anime as a genre that i recall in my life was i stayed up entirely too late one night Mm -mm. watching tv over the summer and uh i say it's hilarious because looking back it's like holy crap why was i so unattended that these were the things (laughs) i was watching I was watching, I want to say TBS, and so it was on broadcast TV, so it was edited. Mm-hmm. And I want to preface that real clearly up front, yeah. because if you've ever seen the first movie I'm going to name, you know, realistically, it has no place on television. <laughs> uh, I was I was watching stuff, and I was channel scrolling, and I hopped into the first, like, ten minutes of the original Heavy Metal. Oh, shoosh. Which is just crazy awesome from an art perspective, yeah. if nothing else, for yeah. the day, you know what I mean? But, yeah. like... Holy crap, that is not kid-friendly. <laughs> Wild understatement even, you know? But it was part of some weird animation block where they did that, and then the next movie they played was my first real introduction to actual anime, and that was the original Vampire Hunter D movie. Yeah, yep. Um, and then, of course, they followed that up with a movie called Robot Carnival, which uh, really screwed me up emotionally <laughs> for a while. <laughs> I've never have heard of that one. Robot? I have okay. not. Um, I, I, I don't know if I recommend it. <laughs> All things considered, Robot Carnival. I'm gonna note that down. Yeah. <laughs> it's it, Robot Carnival is sort of an anthology, okay, type thing. So it's it's a movie in in terms of um, overall thematic connection and and length. Mm-hmm. But, but it's it's a an anthology of uh, a handful of different stories okay. that are all slightly different tonally Mm -hmm. and and one that stuck with me for a really really long time was this guy was like in his early 20s uh working on robotics Mm -hmm. and i as far as i can tell and or remember he and his wife that he ultimately got married to 
were struggling to have kids or something, so he made a robot that was a little girl. Yeah. And, like, she gained sentience real fast. Oh, shoot. And so, That's like, he good. freaked out and, like, <laughs> broke her and left her in a shed for 20 years. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and then, like, he goes back and fixes her, and she's like, why did you leave me? And then, like, he disappears again. And it concludes with him being an old, old man on his porch. And his wife's like, I'm going to go get some lemonade. And she goes in the house, and he's sitting on the porch nodding off, and the robot pops up and is like come with me papa and they walk off into the sunset and the wife comes out and he's just gone oh my god and that's how it ended and these <laughs> shorts are like 10 15 minutes long yeah but it was emotionally scarring yeah yeah at like four in the morning yeah. when i was in middle school did you grow up with two did you have tsunami i did i did yeah. i loved tsunami yeah but my my first one was vampire hunter d and then my first tv series was actually sailor moon same same. That was nice. my that was my favorite, or that was my first TV series too. <laughs> that's crazy because that was the first time I'd ever seen like that uh, that type of art style. So the elongated body, the the, the in my opinion at the time, weird facial construction. <laughs> you know, yeah. Just the just the the animation style in general. I'd never seen anything like it before. Yeah. Um. So what? I love it, Sailor Moon. I love Sailor Moon too, man. I was gonna sing the theme song. Because I was singing it the other day, and I was like, dude, I love that show. It's been so long since I've seen it, though. I haven't seen the new one. I know they, they kind of redid it, but... Um. Crystal is really dope, because they updated the uh, the um, art quality significantly. Mm. Um, and it's almost a sort of uh, Dragon Ball abridged okay. type situation. Yeah. Where it's, it's very similar to the original story, but it's kind of trimmed down a bunch. Yeah. But the art is, is hugely improved. I highly recommend at least checking it out a little bit. But... Sorry. No, go ahead. I wanted to say one other thing about well, I wanted to say one other thing about Sailor Moon before okay. we move on from that. I grew up and I'm sure you did too with the uh Deke uh dubs. D I C. Mm-hmm. Yeah, explain. It would have been me. the original one from the nineties, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Since then that company either went out of business altogether or just sold off the, the rights. Okay. And another company snapped it up and redubbed it. Okay. And so, in the original one, uh, the the nerdy friend's name was Melvin, mm -hmm. I think, and, and and then the girl's name, I don't remember the girl's name, but the the girl, the the female best friend at school, mm -hmm. had the weird southern accent. Oh, eighties, not nineties. My bad. Um, the point was, you know, that it, that one was the original one that we saw here in the U.S. Mm -hmm. uh, so the, the the female friend had the weird southern accent, and the nerdy friend's name was Melvin. Mm -hmm. When they re-released it later, they undid some of the changes that we grew up with. Mm -hmm. Like, changing the gender of some of the characters was undone. Yeah. Um, the female friend no longer had the weird southern accent that made no sense for where they lived. Yeah. They changed Melvin's name back to whatever it was in the original Japanese. They just call him his Japanese name in English. All right. That works. And like, but it was very bizarre because I, like, I, I, I got in this place where I was like, I really want to watch it again. Yeah. And I went looking for it and I, I found a place to watch it and I pulled it up and I started it and I'm like, something's off. Something seems <laughs> off. Yeah. And I couldn't put my finger on it because the, 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 voice for serena is pretty similar mm -hmm. right off the bat but like real fast you start bumping into the other characters and i'm like no what is yeah. going on no. this is not right yeah it just it messed me up real bad for a minute yeah but it's it's real different it was it was a wild ride seeing how different it got so uh redbeard in chat so i just want to i don't want to miss chat he says so fist yeah. of the north star 
does not equal mm-hmm. or is not a kid's show. Sailor Moon is totally yes. fine for kids, especially. Oh, we already read that. I'm sorry. Bionic 6 is still fantastic. I have never seen that. Um, All that one. There's some discussion on Digimon. So Ad says Digimon is so underrated and needs its own version of Pokemon Go. Redbeard, isn't Digimon the GoBots of the genre of anime? No shade, just ain't seen Digi- Digimon. I didn't. I was. I didn't. I never really got into Pokemon or Digimon. Um, and I. It's not that they were bad shows, in my opinion. I think it was a little past my like. I was. I don't want to say I was too old for that because that sounds dumb. But it, I. I had no interest. I mean, we are at talking it at about the time. cartoons. Yeah, we're talking about cartoons. Let's be honest. And we talk about <laughs> comics all the time. So you're yeah. never too old for it. But it just. I, I couldn't get into it. Um, I feel like yeah, any trust child- me neither. Yeah. So you're you're not into Pokemon, or you didn't get into Pokemon growing up either. No, I yeah. played Red a little bit, mm-hmm. and that's the only Pokemon game I've ever played. Yeah, Go included. I never played Go. Redbeard said, "I feel like any child of the '80s had either Sailor Moon or Dragon Ball as their first." I agree. Yeah. Um, they did some Terabat stuff to anime. They did some Terabat stuff to anime as it was localized in the early days of bringing anime over. Most people class Digimon as a Pokemon ripoff, which at first glance you could say that, but there's a lot of separates them. Got it. Yeah, I don't know a ton about Digimon. Um, I, I, I'll echo that. I don't know a ton about either one, really, but that is one of the byproducts of, of doing all the conventions that I did for as long as I did, mm-hmm. is that y- you learn some stuff whether you want to or not. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know? And uh, that was one of the things, because I also thought that for a long time. I, I, I sincerely thought Digimon was like the GoBots mm-hmm. answer to Pokemon. Yeah. And, Again, as Ad said, if you compare them only superficially, yes, that that holds up. But the reality is, at at a deeper level, they're extremely different. Mm-hmm. Um, Gobots just is Walmart Transformers. I was going to say Gobots was the Transformers ripoff, right? That's right. That's yes, right. and it's it's nothing more than that. Uh, even going more uh, in depth than the superficial. Gobots just is Walmart Transformers. Yeah. It just is. Yeah. But Digimon is sincerely. It's one of those things where, like, if you look into Japanese culture, you'll find out that like one show will get insanely popular from a genre, but then there's also like forty other ones that either do okay mm-hmm. or go unheard of, hmm. but just never reach that same peak. Mm-hmm. And and Pokemon just sort of was the peak of that. There's a ton of the the fighting monster type yeah shows yeah. there's just so many of them mm-hmm. and a lot of them are very very distinct from each other yeah but digimon was just the next nearest one that we got yeah because it also did very well but it was very distinct from pokemon mm. um what was the first anime that you bought you actually personally put down your money <laughs> for speaking of mistakes i need to know this <laughs> the first the first anime period movie series ova whatever the first anime i ever bought with my own money was a movie called perfect blue i know this 12 i know this 12 one. out of 10 do not recommend <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I i don't i'm gonna be honest with you i don't know what i was thinking it's been a while since i don't know if i've seen that whole movie it's been a very very long time though yeah um I bought it the same day I bought my first DVD drive for my computer. Nice. And it was the first DVD player I ever owned was a DVD nice. drive for my PC. So one, two, shots. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, I was like, I got a DVD player. I need a DVD to play. Exactly. And so I bought that and I took it home and I watched it. And I have so many regrets. <laughs> um, I have regrets. Perfect. Yes. Perfect Blue as a whole, for those who have not seen it. Um, 
it is nothing but trigger warnings, yeah. honestly. Um, so that said, if, if you want to step away for a minute, I understand. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and speaking like of that, count. speaking of that, there's probably going to be a couple of shows I know that at least that I'm going to talk about that are going to probably come with some trigger warnings. So that, that's fair. Yeah. Um, but I feel like that's your five count there. Yeah. Um, I'm going to give the very short. The, the thing with Perfect Blue is it centers around uh, a crazy guy stalking and attacking one of the uh, like major pop stars. Mm-hmm. Like it, it just centers around the whole idol craze in Japan. Yeah. And like I went into it thinking, okay, psychological thriller, which I was really into at the time. Mm-hmm. And it is that. Yeah. But holy crap. <laughs> like it's so much darker yeah. and like it just doesn't shy away from stuff mm-hmm. um and so like i put that on the shelf and i was like well that's that's enough of that for a while yeah 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 that's um, crazy i don't see i don't i i know the movie and i know i've seen parts of it but i don't recall that much of it but i know it was i remember it being super intense though yeah yeah now the first series i ever bought was actually slayers <coughs> okay I don't know if I've, I haven't seen that one. Slayers, I, I got almost exclusively because I liked the art style of the two main mm-hmm. characters, uh, Lena Inverse and Gowry. Yeah. Um, and I've never successfully finished the show. Oh, okay. Sounds about <laughs> I own the whole thing on DVD. I've never finished it. Yeah, that sounds like me. I I, I, I don't finish most everything I buy, so it's, a, it's okay. Help me then. I feel better. <laughs> uh, all right. So for me. So I feel like I might be coming at it from a, a kind of slightly different perspective. So I I got hooked purely on the animation and the art at first. Um, so my introduction, my my first introduction. <laughs> speaking of adult themed animes, my first movie that I ever saw was Ninja Scroll. Ooh. Um, and Ooh. Ghost in the Shell was like a one two shot, uh, and I was like. 14 13 uh, you know i had no idea what i was watching um and then obviously i i saw those and i love the animation style and i love the storytelling in those and i love the character design and and the fantastical mixed with you know the the historical as it pertains to ninja scroll yeah it's like man i really i really really like that and there's nothing like that that i've seen before um, so that's when I started getting into Sailor Moon because I was like, oh, they, they show stuff like this on TV? Um, so I started getting into Sailor Moon and then I started getting into Dragon Ball Z. Um, the first the first movie that I ever bought, it was the first OVA that I ever bought was Samurai X, which you and I had a, a little discussion yeah. about this the other day. So I actually have props. I have props today. So I got, oh, nice. it was two of them. So these aren't mine. These are my wife's because she loves this too. But uh, Trust and Betrayal, Samurai X, which is basically, and correct me if I'm wrong, I'm going to say that a lot today, Locke. Um, so Rabuna Kenshin was a TV series that lasted, a, a, that was around for a really long time. And I believe it was based on a manga, if I'm not mistaken. Right? Is that right, Locke? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So as they, far as I know, it was based on the manga. I, I believe the manga came first. Yeah. So they, they made a they made a basically a condensed version of the show into two separate ov- ovas, I believe. And there's also a separate one called the Kyoto arc, which she also has. I have not seen. But it's basically about an assassin, um, a former sword assassin, swordsman, that has kind of retired from murder and gets kind of gets pulled back into the scene. Um, I loved it because I love sword play. 
Uh, I love you know historical fiction type stuff mixed with fantastical elements. That's probably one not it's not I don't know if it's top five, but it's definitely an honorable mention for me. Um, that one definitely made an impression on me, like big time. Um, well, so I, I do want to say one thing: the the two OVAs that you specifically mentioned there, the the trust and betrayal, and um, I can't remember what the name of the other one was. Um, you, those you, serve as more bookends to the show. Got it. Than to condensed because the 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 first one takes place before the show. Yeah, that's when it, he's in the middle the, of his gets, like yeah. Yeah, he's he's hardcore in the middle of being the government assassin type. Mm-hmm. It's where he gets the scar. It's what sets up his whole dark backstory and all yeah. that. And then the second one takes place after the show, mm-hmm. where he's you know long since settled down and had his quiet life. Yeah, uh, he's got kids. Uh, he works as an ambassador now. Um, and then it it, it actually caps off the show. Uh, spoiler warning for something twenty years old at this point. <laughs> Um, he actually dies at the end of it. Gotcha. Oh, man, it's been so long since so, I've seen those movies. Yeah, so the, the first one is before the show, the second one is after the show, and then there's the show. Yeah. Now, the Kyoto, uh, Kyoto arc thing, I don't, I actually don't know anything about that, mm-hmm. but based on the description, I would assume that it sort of takes, uh, cause the, Kenshin the show had a couple of moments where it got a little bit Dragon Ball-y, mm-hmm. you know, where there would be like, we're gonna have a fight, and it's gonna last for three episodes for no reason. Yeah. <laughs> and uh I think that's if you're looking for the DVDs, I don't I don't think I have the second one on DVD. <laughs> oh gotcha. Okay. Oh, you have all three of them. Well, well here, let me see. <laughs> prop time, prop time. Same Z's. <laughs> oh no, background removal stop. Hold on. Hold it right in your face. That, well, I was okay. trying to and it kept it kept killing them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me. Turn off background removal. You're probably gonna. Okay. Go. All right. There we go. Now, I think they're flipped. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, are these reversible? Sarah? Yes. Okay. One of them is called reflection. Uh huh. Um. The other one is called trust and betrayal. Yep. And betrayal's the first one. Reflection. Oh, yeah. and then the last one is just the motion picture, which actually uh, I don't okay. know that I've seen that. Hmm. Wait, is my oh my green screen is just working? I can leave the, <laughs> the background removal off. I don't need that. Okay. Hey, Dee, thanks for jumping in chat. Appreciate it. Good to see you. Um, let me just hit chat real quick. Um, yeah, go ahead. So Redbeard said, um, "Yeah, we're definitely going. We're going to be touching on some more adult theme <laughs> anime. Uh, no, no question about it." Um, he said he loves me some Slayers. I came in for slayers next but have watched the whole run by standards ghost in the shell isn't too adult no it's not it's not too adult um i mean there's definitely like there's points of extreme violence and obviously there's a little bit of nudity in it but even though it's she's a cyborg it's obviously still nudity so um but yeah i i I really like i actually own it Uh, i still like the show um please don't hit chat that's mean (laughs) i mean nothing will beat dragon ball z's end of Nemec, approximately four and a half minutes of Showtime, thirty-four-ish episodes. Yeah, so we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna kind of get into this because Dragon Ball Z. All right, just full disclosure, Dragon Ball Z is on my list. All right, there we go. So, um, all right, so we're gonna get into our top five animes now. Locke, I don't know if you do. I don't have mine in any particular order because I it I was hard it. it was hard enough for me to narrow it down to five. 
So I'm, I'm just going to, in no particular order, we're going to go through our, our top five animes. Does that sound good? That's, I'm perfectly fine with that because I couldn't put them in order either. All right. Thanks for popping in, Redbeard. Appreciate it. Good chatting with you. All right. So, <laughs> so I'm going to let you go first. All right. So off the top of your head, what's, what's, what's one of your top five? And so basically just talk through the anime, like just at a high level, what the summary is of the anime and, and what, what drew you to that? I'm actually going to cheat a tiny bit. Um, because we were just talking about it, uh, and and one of my top five is Roroni Kenshin. Okay. Um, now, for me, when I picked the five that I picked, I included even the the OVAs and attached stuff to mm -hmm. them, as long as they were still either directly relevant to the story okay. or at least thematically similar, even if they were alternate takes. Gotcha. So, in the case of Kenshin, you know, both the OVAs, obviously, like I said, are are, are bookends to the show. Mm -hmm. They are directly relevant to the overarching plot. Mm -hmm. directly connected even though they were extremely different in tone yeah and that's that's kind of why i say i'm going to cheat a little bit because we were already talking about it i just want to roll through the rest of that yeah absolutely um the the ovas that that nitro and i were just talking about um reflection and trust and betrayal were very much more serious and dark in tone in mm -hmm. nature um and even the animation reflected that yeah. really the animation yeah. style of the show was a little bit brighter and and more cartoony yep. for most of it um where the ovas were consistently darker and grittier mm -hmm. um so if your introduction was the ovas like like nitros yeah. were, uh, was you know you go you go from those with this dark and consistently serious tone into the 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 series which kicks off with a little bit of the dark and serious tone and then almost immediately drops into Kenshin being a lovable goofball type. Yeah, yeah. And it's it's very disconcerting. Yeah. Because um, I had the inverse problem. I started with the show and then went back and watched the OVA separately, and I was like, wow, this is a, like they're really good, and I yeah. love them 100%. Like, it's not in any way, shape, or form a knock, but they're extremely different in tone and presentation. Mm -hmm. um, but kind of, uh, as you mentioned with Ninja Scroll, what really drew me into Kenshin was... I was really hardcore into the samurai yeah. sword fighting. Yeah. And, and, you know, just like with Dragon Ball, uh, you know, they had these crazy over the top moves. I mean, yeah. like, at multiple points through the series, we'll have these moments of either flashback or inner monologue where they're like, I'm going to use this super secret attack with yes. like a 13 hit combo. Yes. And, like, they literally I'm say explode that. His heart. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. like, it wasn't quite Fist of the North Star in that way, yeah. obviously, but no exploding heads. You know, one of the, yeah, <laughs> but basically one of the things that really drew me to Kenshin over a lot of other stuff because I was aware peripherally of Ninja Scroll, but never yeah. really watched it. Yeah, um, which drew me to Kenshin aside from the fact that I like the goofy, lighthearted stuff a lot. That's mm -hmm. that's really sort of my. Uh, I would almost go so far as to call it a guilty pleasure type situation. Yeah, because yeah. um, I do uh, like. A minor aside, I promise I'm not going to tangent here. No, but no, it's all teen, good, man. Teen Titans and Teen Titans Go. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I love and appreciate Teen Titans for what it is, uh, but a lot of people crap on Teen Titans Go because despite it being the exact same voice cast and the exact same universe for the most part, like, they actually have stories that take place in Teen Titans Go that are direct references to Teen Titans. Mm -hmm. Teen Titans Go is your, your current typical Cartoon Network format of, like, 12 minutes of goofy shenanigans that mean nothing. Yeah. At the end of the episode, the universe is reset. They blow up Titan Tower at least three times a season, mm -hmm. you know. Um, but I like Teen Titans Go. <laughs> like, 
I'm I'm never gonna say, hey man, is that on? Let's go find it. Like that's not what I mean. Yeah, but like yeah, yeah. my kid watches it and I will absolutely sit down and watch it with him. Fire resistance says I, Teen Titans Go is blasphemy. <laughs> a lot of people feel that way. And like I get it. Um and, and Redbeard, that's the other thing, is a lot of people like the animation is, is off putting, especially you come off of the really beautiful animation of the original show and you got this weird shape and it's too bright and it's poppy and weird looking and I'm like, I get that, but like you're trying to capture a kid's attention. Mm-hmm. Of course, that's the art style. I'm yeah. not like I'm not offended by it. It's not what I would choose, but I'm not offended by it. Yeah. Um, but like the show, like any kid's show, is full of like weird messages and mm-hmm. stuff. Uh, but anyway, so that's my minor Teen Titans tangent, yeah. and that's sort of the thing with uh, with Kenshin. Like, obviously, you're talking about like swordsman and a guy who used to be an assassin mm-hmm. during like the feudal Japan era. Yeah. Um, and they don't shy away from killing people or having mm-hmm. blood in the show either. Yeah, they don't. Uh, it there's a lot more in the OVAs than there is in the show, but it's not gone from the show. Mm-hmm. But it's juxtaposed pretty constantly against like they're they're out having di- there's like a specific moment in one of the early episodes they're out having dinner and somebody throws this bowl and it hits Kenshin in the back of the head and he has one of his goofy moments where he's got the little at symbol eyes and he's like ah, da, 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 yeah, like because yeah. he got whacked in the head and he's yeah. like ah. and then they go outside and the guy that threw the bowl at him is like I know your secret he's like what are you talking about and he's like you could have dodged that I know yeah I can see you have that power mm-hmm. like very Dragon Ball like he's yeah. wearing a scouter moment you know yeah, yeah. And Kenshin no, is like, ah, I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. And he's like, No, I know your secret. And he's like, And then like, on a dime, the art style for his whole head changes, yeah. and like you can see, instantly he went from the lovable goofball that I was was having lunch with his friends yeah. to the, say one more wrong thing and I will leave a corpse in the streets right yeah. now. Yeah, yeah. And it's that's one of the things that I really, really loved about Kenshin was that it, it wasn't afraid to be either way. Yeah. Yeah, and you and I have talked about. I think you called it the chibi switch. In, in yeah, because yeah. that's basically what it is. Yeah, yeah. So I, I think I might be on the. And again, we've had this conversation, but I'm I'm on the slightly opposite end of the spectrum. I'm not a huge fan of that. I'm not. It's not completely off putting to me. And I obviously Dragon Ball Z has its fair share of those types of moments. Um, yeah. But um, yeah, so I I I I tend to go more on the, like the 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 darker routes with with my animes and honestly like the the more i looked at my list the more i realized a lot of them were ovas um or movies rather um but i do have some shows on there but yeah yeah runa kenshin is awesome dude runa kenshin is awesome yeah i it obviously it was nowhere near like my earliest introduction but it was one of the ones that i fell in love with probably the hardest and it was the only one of the only two anime characters i ever cosplayed in the well over a decade that I went to or ran conventions, I cosplayed two characters, three technically. Um, but one of them was was Kenshin. Yeah, and like full costume, I bought a sword <laughs> to nice. go with the costume. That's awesome. Um, oh, one other thing I do want to mention about the show yep. that that I thought was extremely interesting, especially from the it's about an amazing sword fighter type thing, mm-hmm. is the reverse katana. Yes, so the blade on the back of the his, katana. Yes, yeah. his sword was backwards mm-hmm. so that he could fight in his normal stances non-lethally. Yes. But he if if it got real, he, he was ready to throw it out. Yeah, that was such a cool concept. Yeah, which is an amazing concept all on its own just cuz that's cool, but it yeah. also made for some really amazing moments because you could tell like when the fight was getting real. Mm-hmm. 
you could you always knew when it was about to go down because they would show him turn the sword around yeah yeah you always it was like that was your cue like it's about to hit the fan he, he flipped the blade it's all yeah. over now yeah um all right so just going to chat real quick um, Yeah, go ahead. redbeard said i feel like the darker is frequent in media for example teenage mutant ninja turtles the movies the first one was heavily rooted in the comic and was darker in tone and story um, the second one, Secret of the Ooze, which is much more rooted in cartoon, was lighter and less weapon-focused. Um, T-Titans go, is blasphemy. The animation style of Go is off-putting. I can, I, I can understand um, why you would think that, or why a lot of people would think that, honestly. Um, DC did Young Justice, t- Teen Titans, Teen Titans Go, just down the hill the entire way. Kenshin was heavily cleaned up for TV, uh, at least locally for the U.S. See, I don't remember it airing in the U.S. It- I think it was one of the ones that went on like Saturday anime, mm, okay. like one of the less frequent tsunami type situations because gotcha. it did air in the U.S. I never watched it, but I was aware that it did. And that's actually where the Samurai X thing came from, because we talked about that, too. Mm-hmm. The original show in Japan was just called Rurouni Kenshin. Mm-hmm. And even the OVAs, when they first came over here, were Rurouni Kenshin, Trust and Betrayal, Rurouni mm-hmm. Kenshin, Reflection. Yeah. Um, but when they first came over here, it was all under the brand Samurai X because it had to fit in, um, was it on Toonami? It doesn't matter. The point is it was, it was in one of those situations. It, yeah. it definitely aired here, but the, the version that we got just like Sailor Moon, they, they, they cleaned up a bunch of stuff. They took out a lot of, uh, cultural references that Americans won't get. Mm-hmm. And as annoying as it was to me at the time, I, I get it a little bit because at the time, that all of these cleanups were taking place we hadn't really like the internet was a thing yeah but you weren't like going online and learning about rice balls well even dragon ball z had that to some extent right like dragon ball z and when it when it you know the the actual japanese version of it there were some pretty intense scenes in that oh yeah like some very violent scenes that were obviously cut for some viewing in america like i think they showed it on tsunami and they showed unedited versions of it i believe um, at some points, yeah. Yeah, at some points, but yeah, for the most part, that was that was cleaned up too. Like, there's a there's same a, with. Uh, go ahead. I was gonna say there's a part where Frieza grabs Piccolo's arm and literally just rips it off, and like they edit that for the daytime when they showed it during the daytime, but they they showed unedited versions of that as well, and it's 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 really intense, man. So, uh, two things I want to say real quick, and then we can roll on from there. Yeah, we're already at I know, running I know. behind here. <laughs> um, so to what Redbeard said, being in anime clubs through early fandom before open access to the internet, that was the minority, though, and that's my point. Like, fans in the U.S. as a whole probably didn't even know it was anime unless they were explicitly told. They were just like, oh, it's a different-looking cartoon. Mm-hmm. You know, and, I, and a lot of that had to do with localization and changes. And the localization thing, uh, even Pokemon suffered from it. Mm-hmm. Because they, in, in the original Japanese Pokemon, they're constantly eating rice balls and stuff. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, when they brought that over to the U.S., they were like, people aren't going to understand a rice ball. And I'm like, that is the dumbest argument I've ever heard in I my know. life. It's a yeah. ball of rice. What, yeah. what do you mean we're not going to understand rice balls? But in the show, <laughs> in the American version of the show originally, they're just like, yeah, it's donuts. I'm like, whatever. Like, I, again, I get it. It's easier to just yeah. call it a jelly donut than yeah. it is to be like a, a rice ball. But yeah. like. And it doesn't hurt anything, and that's the other thing. Is like no part of the story structure was damaged by them eating jelly donuts instead yeah. of rice balls. Yeah. But at the same time, no part of the story structure would have been damaged by just not explaining what a rice ball was either. Yeah. 
So, like, sometimes you see that stuff, and it's just like you're just changing it to change it. Like, yeah, yeah anyway. I, I I agree, hundred um, percent. All right, so yeah, we're like we got like thirty minutes until we're supposed to end. So, um, <laughs> well, that was my number one. What's your number one? <laughs> or your first I'm, I'm, one? I'm, there's no way I'm going to be able to match the eloquence of Locke in describing mine, but I'll do my best. Um, all right, so we'll just go ahead and get this out of the way since we've kind of already touched on it. Dragon Ball mm-hmm. Z. Alright, so Dragon Ball Z was one of the first shows that I actually chose to sit down and watch. I, I, I tie that in with like Batman the Animated Series and Spider-Man the Animated Series and, um, and, and, and X-Men. Those were the shows that I actually, I would come home from school, if I remember correctly for Dragon Ball Z, I would come home from school and specifically watch, like, uh, on my way, on the way home from the, on the bus, like, I am going to be watching Dragon Ball Z when I get home. And like it was the serialized. I didn't know if the planet was going to blow up or Frieza was going to win until the next, you know, until the next week. Um, and they went through a lot of releases of the movie or, or or of the show growing up, but I never was able to buy it until like I became an adult and then I bought the whole series, which is a really good thing about being an adult is you can you can buy whatever you want with your money. Um, You're just unsupervised. You can do whatever. Unsupervised, <laughs> you can turn your your office into a nerd sanctuary if you want, and nobody's going to say anything. Um, but yeah, so I mean, the story is pretty simple, right? It's a it's a fairly straightforward story. But it was one of those where my I think the thing that drew me in the most, besides the art style, because that's when I really started heavily drawing, was when I got into anime, um, or when I got into Dragon Ball Z specifically, because I remember specifically drawing like characters that look like Goku, that look like Vegeta, with just um, you know just all my own di- different types of things, but ha- like showing um so you have the z fighters right you have goku and you have their their growth as a family unit as a as a as a fighting unit and you have him uncovering his history as a, as a saiyan and as a super saiyan and him just getting more powerful and more powerful there are absolute drawbacks to that show 100 percent. i do not have rose colored glasses with that show it does take goku 10 episodes to power up uh for the most part and it's incredibly frustrating i totally get it i empathize that being said, I think the fighting in that show, especially in the later seasons, when I think the animation improved season over season, it was outstanding, in my opinion. I think the fighting, the way that they did a fighting, um, the kind of cool things that they did with some of the fighters was awesome. I'd never seen a show like that before in my entire life. Um, so that is definitely in my top five. Yeah. Uh, like I said, it it's a, it's a, it's a very simple story. But the art style is what drew me in. And most of these that I'm going to call out, are, it, I got pulled in because of the art style. Um, but yeah, Dragon Ball Z is, is, is my jam. I love that show to death. I, I really enjoy it. Um, I do want to share from my side just a couple of quick things about mm-hmm. DBZ. Um, one thing, this was the first time I think that I, I said a thing and you were like, holy crap, Locke knows his stuff, was you were like <laughs> Dragon Ball. And I was like, oh, Akira Toriyama. Yeah. Like just that's the artist, that's yeah. the creator of Dragon Ball. Yeah, uh, who I am very familiar with because he was also the original artist for things like uh, Dragon Quest slash Dragon Warrior, mm-hmm. um, and a ton of a, a ton of stuff. Like yeah. a very very prolific artist. Um, but that was also one of my earliest things that got me into wanting to draw as well. Mm-hmm. Like I would I would draw Sailor Moon characters, but mm-hmm. then once I yes. first started watching Dragon Ball. <clears throat> I started creating my own characters and yeah. all of them had that like pointy eyebrow, yep. pointy hair. Like Toriyama was a huge influence on my art growing up. Agreed. 
Um, I have a ton of like random sketches <laughs> that I did over the years. It, it was a and very distinct. They're all like that. Yeah, it was a very oh, distinct is. art style. Like you know, even within anime itself, because Sailor Moon, like very specific head shape, very specific eye shape, and then you get to yes. you know Dragon Ball Z, and it's completely different. You know, you don't have mm. the little hump on the chin, you know, or on the cheek rather that comes out. You know, um, it's just very yeah. different. It was it was super cool. To be, yeah, it was super cool. Yeah, um, and Redbeard did point out one thing that kind of ties into the other thing I was going to say is you see a lot of the changes in in art and tone as it goes from one series to the next. Dragon mm -hmm. Ball, when Goku was a kid, mm -hmm. was I don't want to call it dirtier but i don't really know any way to, to, no, to describe yeah. it in comparison to dbz it just it felt a little dirtier mm -hmm. um and then you get into dbz and it's a little bit more cleaned up yeah the lines are a little more clear they don't constantly have like muddied colors on yeah. characters and stuff like that um but it also started featuring shading a lot more heavily mm -hmm. for stuff and then dragon ball gt was very very new animation yeah. type thing um but the other cool thing that i really really enjoyed about dragon ball from outside the art or even the story as it is in the show, mm -hmm. is the origin of it. Yeah. Which, for those who don't know, Dragon Ball as a series was originally based off of um, Chinese myth. Okay. If I remember correctly, is where the the, the myth originated. Um. But it's a uh, Son Goku. The name of the main character in in Dragon Ball in the original show is literally the name of the character from the original myth. Huh. Um. Which that new game coming out someday uh wukong black myth yeah is based on that same myth oh okay the character you play is is goku basically oh okay um not dragon ball goku but like yeah, the yeah. original goku um so like there's been a ton of variations on that myth but i just i thought it was a really cool way that they they took that myth and just went and eh, let's make this with it yeah that's super <laughs> I thought that cool. was really cool yeah that's awesome i still have like um <laughs> so i'm a com i'm what you call a completionist like i don't like to watch like for instance if there's an ova version of a, of a series i want to watch the series i want to finish the series before i watch the movie you know if yeah. that makes sense so i have battle mm -hmm. of the gods which is the new movie that came out for dragon ball z and then i have they made a um an ova based on trunks a history of trunks mm -hmm. that i have yeah. i've had it um, i haven't watched it yet just because i want to i i've almost finished dragon ball z like i finished eight and a half of the nine seasons um i know but uh, i've I got it because I didn't have the ninth season, so I, I just bought it. So, but yeah, I'm I'm excited about finishing it. Uh, like I said, top five for me, uh, without a doubt. I I definitely get that it has its flaws, 100. percent But I think for I mean, me, it's do. more it's more nostalgic for me. Um, yeah, yeah. So that's why it's that's why it's in the top five. All right, all right. Let's get rolling. Oh, yeah. yeah sorry, ahead. my last parting thought on Dragon Ball, and then I'll do my next show. Was uh, sanitizing. We talked about that briefly. Mm -hmm. They sanitized a lot of stuff in Dragon Ball. Uh, the original show. Like Trunks getting gored was also a thing. Yeah, Piccolo yeah. getting his arm ripped off was big, but Trunks or not Trunks, uh, Krillin. Yep, Krillin getting gored by Frieza. Like With his they kind of yeah. show it in the American one, but they don't really. And even in the aftermath, he's just like he's got a hole, but it's still skin colored yeah. underneath. And yeah. I'm just like, mm -hmm, what? yeah. Well, and also yeah, like just... Master Roshi. I mean, let's be honest, he's a pervert. So oh, they, yeah. they they definitely washed he's... some of that out. Oh um... yeah, they cleaned him up real good for the <laughs> yeah. American release. Yeah. Um. But speaking of things that did not get cleaned up, I'm going to roll into my sure, go my ahead. next show on the list. Go for it. Uh, Helsing. Okay. Um, That's my wife's jam. She loves that one, by the way. I love that show. The reason I originally looked at it, uh, I had this thing um, back in the day when 
I really wanted to watch stuff that was new from Japan at the time. Mm -hmm. So I had this website I would go to and I would just look at titles of anime that were ongoing to see yeah. what was getting fan sub. <clears throat> and if the title looked interesting, I would download the first episode. If I liked the intro to the first episode, mm -hmm. I would just grab the show and watch it as okay. it came out. Yeah. And so I did that with a bunch of stuff. It led me to some of my honorable mentions I'll bring up later. Yeah. But Helsing was one of the first ones that I grabbed. I watched the intro and was immediately hooked. Yeah. Um, for those who don't know me very well, I was the the quintessential goth kid in high school. <laughs> I wore the frilly poet shirt. I had the long hair. I painted my nails black. Yeah. I wore vampire fangs. Nice. Uh, I, was, I was a goth kid in high school. And so vampire stuff <laughs> will always have <laughs> right a special my place in my heart. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but so I, I grabbed Helsing and again, my initial thing was, oh, Van Helsing yeah. must be related to vampires. Yeah. Turns out I was right. Um, but then like, it's, it's this wild departure from what you know about the vampire myth. They bring in Alucard, spoiler alert, it's Dracula backwards, <laughs> <laughs> which, uh, I, I knew going in because the smart kid that I was, I played Castlevania. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, so you've got Alucard who is this vampire that they only call out for special occasions when mm -hmm. stuff has gone really bad they summon him uh the helsing foundation summons alucard to go in and take care of the problem and the show kicks off with him finding this police officer who is about to die because she got attacked by bad guys mm -hmm. and he turns her into a vampire and then she's the the, the main protagonist of the show mm -hmm. and so it follows her learning how to be a vampire um, working for the Helsing Foundation, mm -hmm. learning the, the crazy secrets of the universe, uh, while all the while trying not to succumb to typical vampire tendencies. Like yeah. She doesn't want to go out and murder people because yeah. she's a good guy. Yeah. Um, and there's just so much going on in it all the time. But the art style behind it was great. Um, and again, this falls into that category of like much more uh, adult type stuff yeah um i haven't i don't know if no, i've seen it but it's it's a pretty violent one right yeah yeah like i don't think there's any nudity in it mm -hmm. that i'm aware of but it does not shy away from blood i mean it's a show about vampires yeah, you should yeah. really kind I mean, of expect that going in but um yeah like it's it's crazy mm -hmm. it's 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 not like b-movie gory but it is not afraid to be gory yeah yeah you it's know not like I mean? just copious amounts of buckets of blood just pouring down <laughs> I mean, there are scenes like that, yeah. but it is not the show as a whole, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Um, but I loved the theme. I loved the art. I'm a huge fan of alternate interpretations of Dracula in general. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it kind of it, it it checked a lot of boxes for me. Yeah, that one's definitely on the list. That's one of the. Uh, so my wife again, she's a she's a hardcore anime nerd, like way more than I am, um, and she had been recommending several animes to me um, that I never kind of was able to watch like one was Baki the Grappler which she had the whole series and then she she sold it so I can't watch it anymore um but the other one was Samurai Shampoo which is her jam uh, Cowboy Bebop which is probably her favorite of all time and Bleach um but one of them she had been recommending to me for a very long time was Helsing and I've never seen it so that's definitely on the list man make sure you watch the original one first because okay. there are two they they did a like a remaster i think it was literally just called helsing ultimate i can't remember um but one of them was a full series or like a full season i think it might have only been one season um but then the the second one was slightly more ova tilted it was like 12 episodes instead okay. of like 30 or whatever yeah um but again it was kind of like a dbz abridged thing it was sort of the same story but also kind of not yeah 
All right, cool. Um, Redbeard says much gore. Yes, Helsing Ultimate was a remaster. Gotcha. I know, yeah. like every time somebody recommends something, I put it in my Amazon cart, and I'm one almost 100% positive Helsing is in there, uh, at least in some shape or form. Um. All right, let me go to my next one. Um, trying to yep. figure out which one. What do you got? Which one I want to cover first? All right, Princess Frickin' Mononoke. Oh, Princess yes. Mononoke. All right, so this was my introduction to Miyazaki. And full disclosure, Same. I have not seen all of Miyazaki's films. I've probably seen maybe half of them. Um, and I like some of them, but I really, really like this one. And I watched it again the other night. Um, it is... All right, so this I will say this. It is it is definitely a slower anime, I guess, to start off with, I guess. Um, yeah. But the show is like a mix of like myth historical fiction war um not espionage is not the right word but changing sides uh it's it's just such a cool story uh i don't even know how to abridge the story so the story is about the story is about this local village where this demon boar attacks the village this boar that's uh infected by an evil demon an evil uh forest demon so the 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 main guy, which I forgot his name. How did I forget his name? I don't remember his name either. It's been a long time since I've seen it. Oh, how, I, I'm I'm horrible with names, so that's not a, that's not a really big deal. Anyways, he goes on a he goes on a quest to try to figure out how to rid um rid the forest of the of that demon, and they come in contact with um Princess Mononoke, who is who is raised by wolves, who are who are actual forest gods, who are gods in in the uh, in in the movie. And it's just the whole story is about man, man's encroaching on on um, on the wilderness, for lack of better words, and what that means and the the impact that that has. There's a whole subtext on environmentalism um, mm-hmm. that might have gone over my head as a kid, but I kind of picked <laughs> up on now. Um, but it's such a cool movie. At one one part that I'll specifically call out again for me, a lot of these are coming from an art standpoint. Um, so I might gloss over some of the story. That is not because it's a bad story. It's probably because I don't remember a ton of the specifics. But one specific point regarding the animation that really, really stood out to me when I was watching it again. So Akira, a a not Kira Toriyama, good grief. Miyazaki pays really, really, really close attention to the details in his movies uh, with animation. And sometimes one of the cool things that I like about him is he just lets characters sit in the scene. And he's he's done interviews and stuff like that, and he's mentioned that specifically how you know in movies sometimes characters are just sitting there and just absorbing the scenery, and you need that. You need the little things like fidgeting hands, like breathing, sighing, that type of stuff to imbue humanity, imbue humanity in, in the characters. But there's one yeah. specific scene where Ashitaka, that's it, Ashitaka. He's running up the ladder to take to get a closer uh, look on the demon that came out of the forest that's infected the boar, and he's climbing up this bamboo this bamboo ladder. And every step he takes, you see the bamboo ladder give, and you see the bounce in the bamboo ladder. And one of the reasons why I like this movie so much is I feel like there's just incredible care taken with the animation, uh, the way that his elk he, he rides a huge red elk. The way that he moves, the way that the wind rustles through the grass and then hits the elk and blows all the hair on the elk, and it's just a very graceful movie. It's it yeah. feels like an epic, which I'm a huge epic fan. I'm a sucker for an epic movie, and just in general, it feels like an actual epic. 
Um, it just has anything that you would want in a movie. I think it has it. The soundtrack is phenomenal. The voice cast is phenomenal. The animation, I think, is some of uh, Miyazaki's best. Um, so, again, top of list for me. It's it's one of my favorite movies of all time from an anime perspective. I have no notes for that, honestly. Mononoke was my first Miyazaki as well, and I, I have to agree with all of that. Um, one specific thing about it is that uh, I, I would point out that it is, for me, one of the few that I equally enjoy the original uh, voice cast as much as the American dub. See, I've never I heard like the original, really... original one yet. I haven't, I haven't heard yeah. the original. I am, in general, a, a bit of a purist in that mm. regard. Like, I tend to prefer the original voice cast for almost everything. Yeah. But there are a, a handful of things that I, I can get behind the, the English dub of, and Mononoke is one of them. They have a really great voice cast for that. So we have a good question in chat from my good friend, Caffeine Rush. I'm going to call you out, dude. So not to interrupt uh -oh. the flow of conversation, but when you guys get a chance, what would be the first anime to watch for someone who is mostly unfamiliar with anime? Redbeard has a good follow-up question. What would you be looking for out of anime? There's too much out there. Yeah, it's, it's hard to start, <coughs> to say start here. Is there any particular genre that you kind of move to in, in entertainment in general when it comes to the movies or shows? I guess that's where I would start the questions. Are you asking me? Or are you asking? No, me? I'm sorry. I'm talking to Caffeine Rush. What would what okay. would be your take? Uh, well, for me, while we we wait for them to answer, I guess. Um, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> that's a really hard question. It is a hard like, question. In in general, I don't really have a specific thing that I gravitate towards anymore. Like mm -hmm. I grew up watching horror films, mm -hmm. so like I loved horror for a long, long time. Yeah. But I've always been kind of a uh, a comic nerd, so like superhero stuff always caught my attention real fast. You know what I mean? Like it's it's hard to say. I mean, anything Miyazaki, I think, is low hanging fruit since that's yeah. the, the specific one we're talking about. Um, if you if you just want to experience some art. Anything Miyazaki is, is a decent place to start. Yeah, so Caffeine Rush and I grew up together. He's de he's seen Spirited Away and Mononoke. If you've seen them, if you like them, I would maybe try Howl's Moving Castle. Will be a good one to uh, next the good yeah. one I think to pick up because it's kind of along really... the same vein. It's like it's like a fantastical, really cool sweeping story. It really depends on what kind of stuff that you'd be interested in, though, for sure. Because, yeah. like, Redbeard pointed out, he's big into the crime caper anime. So, like, mm -hmm. uh, Cowboy Bebop, Bacano, and Trigun. Um, I have not personally watched uh, a ton of Bacano. I know a little bit about it. I watched, like, the first two episodes. Mm -hmm. But it was really well done from what I watched. Um, but disclosure here, Bebop is in my top five. Yeah. And Trigun is in my honorable mentions. They're nice. both amazing shows. Yeah. Um, but they both sit in that specific category in the same way that, like, um, Lupin. Lupin is in a hugely popular franchise, and that's mm -hmm. also a crime caper. Um, so, you know, I mean, like, there's that, but, like, if you like giant robots, like, if you, from American Western stuff, if you like Transformers or, or GoBots, um, you've got, like, the short transition into the Gundam franchises mm -hmm. as a whole, or Macross yeah. are, are good places to jump in. Personally, I prefer Macross over Gundam. Because Gundam is a whole lot of political intrigue a lot of the time, and I'm not about that life. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, there's those. Um, I feel like that depending on what type of shows, movies, yeah, yeah, smalls. Yeah, Nef I feel Netflix, like Netflix does have a ton. Incredibly, it, it didn't used to be this way, but I feel like they have an incredibly oh, yeah. large selection of anime now. 
Yeah, like for any any type of genre of anime you want, they have it. Yeah, they're getting up there with uh, Crunchyroll and, and Funimation's mm-hmm. whatever it is. Yeah. Well, no, didn't didn't Funimation just buy Crunchyroll? Was it Funimation? It doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. Somebody bought them. The point is, you know, Netflix is actually building a respectable catalog for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. Um. So I mean, like, if you want, like. Um, one of my other honorable mentions um, is Love Hina. If you like the the, the harem type oh. stuff, um, Love Hina is kind of in the same vein as uh, Tenchi Muyo, which is also really really good. I've, so I've got a I've got another one as well, which is in my honorable mention. Which you- ca- Caffeine Rush. If you like Miyazaki and you like Fighter, mm-hmm. one, if you like Fighter animes, so this one is a rather new one. But um, the boy and the beast. So I actually caught oh, this that one. in the theater when it came out. So it's it's obvious. So this 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 little kid gets sucked into this anthropomorphic uh, world, and he meets this uh, he meets this really gruff swordmaster who's half bear, half human, um, and they end up having to fight this humongous monster. No no spoiler warning or anything like that, but. They, it's 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 such a cool story and it's about their their bond growing into like sensei um and and you know the teach the teachy for lack of better words or whatever that's a really cool movie and you're welcome to borrow that anytime boy and the beast i was extremely pleasantly surprised by that movie because i knew nothing about it going into it it's a really good one all right um where are we on this is it your turn it's, it's your, your turn, turn right Oh, it's my turn. I think. Oh, yeah, because you did Mononoke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's my turn. Yeah. So this is the third um, one for you, I think, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we did Kenshin. I did Helsing. Um, we just mentioned it a second ago. Let's just roll right through this one. Cowboy Bebop. Okay. Um, the honorable mention comparatively is Samurai Champloo because I love them both for very similar reasons. I feel like you, you and my um, wife would get along very well because that's that's her favorite probably. show ever. So. Um, I really love the soundtrack to both these shows. Mm-hmm. They they really really hit me in a good way. Um, but Bebop was another one where i was like i was in this place where i was like i don't like it if it's not dark and gritty yeah (laughs) and and bebop is you know um two dudes pound around in space Mm -hmm. and at one point they pick up a genius kid and a a corgi named (laughs) i and i i love that dog with all my heart and soul i need (laughs) an ein in my real life um but yeah, I mean, Cowboy Bebop is very serialized. It has some overarching plots going on in the background. It has a movie. The movie is also really good. But um, I like the character designs a lot in Cowboy Bebop. I feel like all of the characters are very distinct from each other. Um, but the the soundtrack, I can't... I, the soundtrack, man, I can't recommend it enough on the soundtrack alone. Yeah. Um, Sword Art Online I just heard about yesterday because I randomly got in an anime convo that I was completely out of my element in. Uh, I really <laughs> enjoy Sword Art Online uh, as well, but I never I never even finished the first season. I like it a lot. It's got great character art. Um, I've not seen one episode of that. And that's not because I don't you... want to. I just haven't I just haven't had a chance. Yeah, well, I mean, it's the same thing. Like, I, I wanted to sit down and watch it, but, like, there was so much other stuff going on, I just yeah. never got around to finishing it. Yeah. You're familiar with the premise, though, right? No, I'm not. Of Sword Art? No. Okay, so, TLDR, uh, everybody decides, holy crap, this new VR MMO is out. We've all got to get involved in it day one. Mm-hmm. And so, millions of people strap on the VR headset, lay down in bed, log into the game. And at the end of the first day in the game, 
when they're all like, oh, the creator is going to make this grand announcement. They mm -hmm. all meet up in this town square. Yeah. And the guy is like, surprise, you're now locked in my game. You can't log out. I've removed the logout feature. So ready player if you one. Try to... <laughs> yeah, I, kind well, of, kind sort of, of like, like a similar premise, I guess. In that, in that vein, yeah. yeah but yeah. he's like, if you log out, you die. If your family Jeez. tries to unplug you, you die. You're stuck in here until someone beats my game. Yeah. And so... Like, they're all locked in, and then he's like, oh, by the way, like, I know you chose what your character would look like when you logged in, but the headset that is special for this game had a full-body scanner in it, and so now, poof, your avatar looks like you in real life. Dang, that's crazy. And so, like, you had all these people who did what you do in MMOs, where you're like, they play the tiny little girl, and then it's like, poof, it's a, you know, 40-year-old fat guy. Yeah. You know, they had some of those in there, but in, in general... Hilarious. You know, they were just they the, the characters just largely look like who they are. Yeah. Um. But it's it's really good. The first season was much better than the second season, is what I'm or the first series is better than the second series, from what I'm told. But mm -hmm. it was one of those things like I dug it, but I just never got back to it. Yeah. Um. What do I say? Bebop. Bebop. Yeah. I, I love Bebop. It's it's kind of it, it. You know, it's out in space. Yeah. And it's every episode is let me take on this bounty hunter job, basically. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so, like I said, there's stuff going on overall, but your episode to episode breakdown is basically like what's the job today buddy yeah let's go get them yeah and that's it and i i i thoroughly enjoyed it yeah that's awesome yeah my my wife has that she owns the whole thing and I, i've got to watch it she, she's you tried you really she's tried to get me into it multiple times and i don't know if it's just because i i don't think it's because i don't like the show it's just a different show that i'm used to watching so it, like it takes my brain a little bit to kind of like get into the group key it. into it yeah yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, it's very serious. I mean, like there are definitely some goofy moments because that's sort of a thing with anime as a whole. But Bebop is overall a very serious anime. So Redbeard said it's nothing similar to Ready Player One. Nitro, like the only thing. Oh, okay, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Um, Space Dandy is another fun caper show. I have not heard of that. So, Space Beard... Dandy is a weird one. <laughs> so Redbeard mentioned Tokyo Ghoul, which I actually just bought the first season of it and i've been going through it and I'm, I'm really enjoying it um all right all right so my number three and yeah, what do we got? don't have to rush like don't, i don't want us to feel like we have to rush so just i'm just throwing can, that out there uh, but can if, you go first shouldn't this be four yeah wait a minute so no i'm on three so you went first did i yeah because i did okay. princess mononoke and dbz all right okay so my next one is Acura. Mm. Um, so this was one of the this was one of the first several movies that I watched, which again I was like fifteen. <laughs> it's still I'll be honest. All right, so some of these, some of my top five, they still go over my head to a certain extent. I'm gonna be straight up. Um, part of that's just because I don't feel like I'm that smart, but part of it is just some of them are extremely convoluted. And dare I say, um, I feel like some of this, some of them can be semi pretentious. I get it. I'm okay with it though. Um, but Akira, I think, again, I think this is based on a very extensive manga previous to this, like a very long-running manga. Um, but it came out in 1988. Um, at its heart, um, I wrote a blurb for it just so I wouldn't mess it up. <laughs> at its heart, it's about, it's about a friendship between Kaneda and Tetsuo. It's set in a dystopian Tokyo, set like 30-some years after an atomic explosion destroyed Tokyo. Um, Canada is the leader of a biker gang, and I'll be honest, Akira has some of some of my favorite animation in any anime. I know I've said I feel like I've said that like five times already, but the animation in in Akira is 
mind-blowingly gorgeous. There's a there's a scene right at the beginning. Everybody knows this. Who know who knows anime? It's the bike bike chase sequence. Yep. And you know, it's I been to, referenced in about a million things. Yeah. So obviously, I own Acura. I love the movie. I have all the behind the scenes stuff, and I I watched the behind the scenes making of that. And if you if you if you get a chance, just watch the first twenty minutes of of Acura, and it will blow your mind knowing that every everything that you see was hand painted hand painted 100 percent, 100 percent, and it just still blows my mind like the 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 bike chase sequence all the windows in the in the buildings that are passing by as they're as they're chasing the fights with the clown gang everything is hand painted and it's absolutely gorgeous akira well it's i think it's correctly pronounced pronounced akira that's how i've been pronouncing it i'm i'm more than welcome (laughs) to be wrong though um I did used to pronounce it Akira, but I think it's more. I think the correct pronunciation is Akira. I don't want to be that guy. I, I don't like that guy, but I, I think that's the correct way to pronounce it. But again, I'm I'm, I'm welcome to be wrong. Um, but again, yeah. I, the, I think the animation on that for me is 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 killer, and it's very different from other animes. The the style, um, like the the characters are shorter. You know, they they don't have the elongated bodies. They look more like you know human i mean if, for lack of better words like proportional wise uh, the colors pop um it's it's a sci-fi dystopian uh it, you know when when chronicle came out because i was i was a huge fan of akita when when chronicle came out and i'm like dude are they are they freaking they're just ripping off akita right now um but yeah i love the movie it's top yeah, five i saw movie. a lot of that yeah did you get did you catch the camera a second ago nitro no what's up i missed it i totally missed it Akira, it's I'm I'm rolling the R. I'm sorry, if, if that's getting pretentious, I'm sorry. It's just nice. No, the Smalls just grabbed that off the shelf. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, and she was saying her her brother who was zero into anime bought it for her for Christmas because if you're gonna watch any of that crap, you have to watch this. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, you know. Uh, I can't remember if you spoilered that it was on your list or not, but I feel like that sits in the same place for me as uh, Evangelion. That's on the NGE. List. Yeah, that's definitely on the yeah. list. Uh, for me, neither of those made my list. Um, and I, I, I say that with the full disclosure attachment of you, I feel like you should watch them. Yeah. It, not not you specifically, obviously, but like mm-hmm. you, the general you. Like, I love uh, Akira. Mm-hmm. And I tolerate NGE. (laughs) (laughs) When I was talking about pretentious, I was referring to NGE. I feel like it gets way pretentious, and I totally get it. I 100% get it. I think part of it is that there are moments where it's just like, it's not even just necessarily the specific pretentiousness of do you get it, but the fact that there are a couple of specific things that take place during certain parts of it where it's just like, you don't get it. Mm -hmm. Do you get it yet? How about now? And it's yeah. like, I, I get... Let, yeah, stop. Please, let's go forward. <laughs> but then there are other parts where they're just like, you're not going to get it, and we're not going to explain it. Have fun sorting this out for the next 20 years in therapy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know. Like, the scene with uh, Shinji and um, Asuka. Yeah, at the beginning of End of Evangelion. Is well, I specifically about? meant when she's in the hospital. Yeah, yeah. And they leave them alone in, in the in the room... 
and he does something absolutely yep. gross. Yep. And I'm just like, please explain to me how that moved the story forward. So, <laughs> Why was that necessary? It's funny you mention it's that. It's gross and weird. It's funny you mention that because I had totally forgotten about that because it's been a very, very long time since I saw the uh, end of Evangelion. And I totally forgot that even happened. And then I was yeah. trying to read everybody's opinion about what that meant and why he actually did that. And everybody had a different opinion. And that's the thing with that show. Everybody has a different opinion of what it meant. <laughs> but um, so, yeah, so Akita, again, top of the list. Yes, Caffeine Rush, that is the one. Um, because the, the, the main the main crux behind the, the, the film is that they experimented on... I know. I'm, I'm so jealous, dude. I'm so incredibly jealous. I lucked out so hard. Dude, with I've that been thing. looking for that for less than five thousand dollars for like ten years. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> I don't think it's worth quite that much. No, I gotta not. go hit eBay right now. No, it's totally not. Um, but it, it it is it is it was worth a real pretty penny. It was for sure three digits at one point. Yeah. Oh, it's it's so I have it in my list. I've had it in my list for definitely years, and it's at least three hundred dollars. If not yeah. like like two eighty three hundred bucks, but yeah, but um, I've absolutely contemplated selling it a few times. <laughs> but there's there's this one scene again in um, in Akita where so the the crux behind the movie is they experimented on these kids um, to try to develop telekinetic powers in these kids, and it ended up going wrong uh, back in the late eighties in in Tokyo. So they ended up just dropping a nuke on it and basically destroying Tokyo, which, again, turned it into the dystopian Tokyo 2 that we found out, or that, that we see in, in, in Akira. Um, but one of, the, one of the opening scenes in the movie is, uh, I, I can't remember if it was, it was a scientist trying to save one of the kids that were being experimented on, and he got cornered by the police, and, but the angle of the shot is above, but angled over, and you see the spotlights on the guy, and just that entire scene, the 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 terror in the in that guy's face, in the kid's face, he hides behind the dad or the the scientist, and then chaos ensues. But just the the beauty with which that that movie is animated, I think is is it's it's like flawless, man. It's it's flawless. It's so smooth. It's one of the ones where like you can see that the technique is clearly dated, but it doesn't hurt it in no, any way. No. Like it is a hundred percent visually a product of its time. Yeah. But for once in a completely good way, because it's very it's very clear when you know that it's hand animated, mm -hmm. that it's hand animated. Uh like your old school Disney's, you know, yeah, like some exactly. people are like you watch the old Disney's and you're like, they don't make them like this anymore. And a lot of people are like, good, this looks like garbage. Yeah, like you can see the pencil and, lines. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. there are certainly some times with the Disney movies where I'm kind of like, yeah, I agree. I'm glad we're not doing Cinderella art anymore. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Because Cinderella and Sleeping Beauty, in my personal opinion, did not age very gracefully in terms of art. Um, but I can't say that about Akira. Like... I can't like I it's still to this day is gorgeous well and like to your point like it, it's very reminiscent of an old-school Disney film in the fact that you can see that they what the what they're, whatever they're painting whatever they're they're showing on screen that they've studied it to the point to where whoever's painting it knows how that thing moves it knows how it moves yeah. it knows how it functions and they can they can they draw it with just like elegance like there's this mm -hmm. one scene in Lion King I know I just switched context, but there's one scene in Lion King <laughs> where Scar is walking around Mufasa. Oh, and yeah. So he is revolving around Mufasa, but Mufasa is also revolving slowly. And 
it looks it just looks incredible and that is like a 25 year old movie and just you you know that they took the time for the animation and it shows and i think this is kind of reminiscent of that they took the time with the art they took the time with the animation and the study and it shows man that hurt a little bit what 25 year old (laughs) how old is it i totally pulled that number out of my butt i don't know how old it is i I think it's 96 (laughs) i think you might be right holy crap that's awesome let's find Uh, out it's either 95 or 96 i'm like 99 percent sure all right i gotta look it up now it was not july of 2019 bing oh 94 oh Oh, wow smalls was over there telling me 94 so it's almost 30 um, it's that's 27, worse. 27, right? <laughs> that's worse. Oh man. I don't like that. All right. All right. So, all right. So what's your next one? So we got two what, more uh, each. Okay. What, what did I, what did I do so far? We did Kenshin. We did Helsing. We did Bebop. Um, okay. I'm going to save the newest one for last just because okay. I actually really kind of want to highly recommend people check this one out. And I feel like the last thing I mentioned is the one most likely to stick. Okay. So, my next one is actually one of the older ones on my list, and it is the original Record of Lotus War OVA series. Dude, I just bought it. I haven't watched it yet. I'm so nice. pumped for that one. Hold on. I got to grab something real quick. So. All right, cool. Yeah, I just bought that. I think it was per your recommendation, Locke. I know you're not on, but uh, per your recommendation. Oh, okay, cool. Headphones. I heard you. I think it was per your recommendation I bought the, the series and the OVA. I just I haven't been able to yeah. watch it yet. Yeah, yes trying to make it so that the audience can for sure see um so the smaller one of those two is actually the one i'm talking about mm-hmm. i'm gonna i'm gonna specifically say it's it's this one it is titled record of lotus war the complete series this one is 13 episodes mm-hmm. yeah so like it's it's a typical episode length but it is not. Um, ah. Shut up, Redbeard. <laughs> <laughs> let let the old man be old. Don't judge me. Um, anyway, so that one was also one of my earliest introductions, and uh, the the one of the coolest things about Record of Lotus War to me is that it was based off of what was apparently an insanely famous Dungeons and Dragons campaign. Mm-hmm. In Japan, and the the term "famous Dungeons and Dragons" campaign blew my mind when I first heard that. I was like, "What do you mean famous?" Like, like nowadays I get it because like Critical Role is a thing, or you know any number of the like forty different like podcasts or you know internet shows where it's like a bunch of people playing D anD D, and some of them like uh, Harmon Quest where they get animated after the fact, you know. And so like now I get it, but this came out in when was this? Late, late uh, 80s, 90 right? something was it early 90s <coughs> 1994 to 1996 okay is when when i got it i mean the 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 original animation may have been before that but the american release of it was was in the 90s gotcha um uh, <laughs> it's honestly caffeine like redbeard said it's not that high i i have some very specific ones but my collection is actually much smaller than you would think um like the next biggest things I have over there are several box sets of Ranma one half, and there's just so much of Ranma. <laughs> um, but I do love Ranma. Anyway, Record of the Rose War. Um, so the, the, the reason I specify that series um, specifically specified 
can i say it again that's okay um, i've been messing up words all day no worries <laughs> is i i really i i originally saw this one and then i saw the what is this one called the chronicles of the heroic knight mm-hmm. yeah that's the original or the the title of the other one um i saw this one first uh and so of course you know that that, that hits you right away like well, your your first one is always almost always the one where you're like nope that's the one yeah but this crew like this made me want to play Dungeons and Dragons more, hmm. you know. Uh, and it's you've got your your knight Parn, uh, your your dwarf warrior Gimli, um, your priest guy whose name I can't remember, mm-hmm. your thief guy whose name I also can't remember. <laughs> He's not Gimli. His name is Gim. Sorry, it's it's based on I'll Gimli. Gimli? It's, it's Gim. Sorry, uh, my brain was just like say that one. That's the right one. It's not that one. <laughs> and then there's Deedlet who is uh the the elf companion and parn and deedlet like have this long long running thing where they're like will they won't they yeah and then i actually don't even remember if they do by the end of it um but it, like it is it is in essence exactly what you would want your D campaign to be mm-hmm. but animated yeah and so i just i fell completely in love with it and the chronicles of the heroic knight spends a little bit of time retconning a little bit of what happens in it mm-hmm. but also bringing in the original characters at various points without it being about the original characters okay um so the chronicles of the hero ignite is is cool and all and it's much longer by comparison it's like 90 episodes or something like that mm-hmm. um but the original lotus war like it, it has a great very menacing villain yeah who is not like some insanely super powered god or whatever he's just like a really powerful warrior yeah you know what i mean it's like dropping a a, a party of level twos against a level 20 mm-hmm. like could they beat him uh, certainly you know what i mean yeah but like he's got experience he knows more combat maneuvers than you mm-hmm. he can single-handedly take out most of your crew just yeah. by sheer experience alone and I thought that was another really cool thing because it sets it up in this way where it's like you're in this fantasy land, you know, it's Dungeons and Dragons, so you're expecting like dragons or like crazy mythological creatures to be the big threats or whatever, and they kind of aren't, you know? Yeah. I just thought it was really well done. Yeah. That's awesome. I'm looking forward to watching it, man. I we we started watching it and then I was falling asleep. That has nothing to do with anime though. Um <laughs> but yeah, it looks awesome though. Plus, it's it's another one of those ones where it's like you can see the old school art. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And the, the character designs are are also pretty diverse. Yeah. Um, but it's it's very very much you can tell it's it's an older show. So you know? as as someone who's never played Dungeons and Dragons, um, which I feel like I lose my nerd card every time we do one of these. But as someone who's <laughs> never played a single day of Dungeons and Dragons, do you think I would be able to still get into it? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, because it doesn't... So the thing that, that I think with Dungeons and Dragons that, that can be problematic for some people, uh, aside from all of the weird societal context, let's leave that at the door, please. <laughs> um, Satan is in the, the game, thing that I mean, I think... let's be honest. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, I mean, right in the box, you just open it. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's Mephisto. I'm it was Mephisto all along. <laughs> Um, oh my gosh! But no, so the the, the thing about D anD D I think that can be off putting to some people, uh, for starters, obviously, is the variety of it. Like I never played with figures or maps. Yeah. Um, I, and I have friends who are like, I'm not going to play unless there are figures on a map, mm-hmm. and it's like, I, I mean, that's fine for you, but 
like I led a campaign for three and a half months that was you imagined what we were doing. Yeah. I told you a story. We worked off your character sheet. There was no map. There were no figurines, mm -hmm. nothing. It was stored literally just oral storytelling. That yeah, was it. Yeah. Um, but like when you really get down to it, there's a ton of math and intricacies and like, do you know the turn order? And like when I was playing, it was uh, advanced dungeons and dragons, which is now <coughs> more colloquially referred to as a D and D 2.0. Mm hmm. Um, and we're on like six or seven or Jeez. some craziness now. Um, but, but so two had a lot of weird math. You had like, you roll a D 20 and then you take that number and you add these modifiers from your stats and subtract these other modifiers from the enemy that you're attacking. And as long as the remaining integer was above or below the correct mark, then you hit the guy or didn't hit the guy. Mm -hmm. And then you had to roll damage and then your damage had modifiers. And mm -hmm. like it, it got very convoluted and complicated. And Record of Lotus War relies on precisely zero of those mechanics to tell its story. Mm -hmm. At no juncture do you have somebody explaining, well, like, maybe this spell will hit or not. Yeah, It's just like, magic person, fireball, do it. <laughs> you know, it, the, the rogue either could or could not pick the lock. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's, so it, it doesn't really, there's no reliance on Dungeons and Dragons okay. to enjoy it. But if you have played Dungeons and Dragons, it is for me personally, anyway, it's like a quintess quintessential representation mm -hmm. of the type of story you would want to tell. It's grand and it's epic, but it's also real and there are stakes. And like, you absolutely have moments where the characters could die. Yeah. So it, it allows you to basically appreciate the show at a deeper level than someone a little who maybe bit, not, yeah. have, maybe who hasn't done Dungeons and Dragons would. Yeah, but okay. it is in no way a prerequisite. Gotcha. I, I at least I don't think so. Yeah. Um, Redbeard. Oh, it's five E. Good. Yeah. So the current Dungeons Dragons is five E. Advanced Dungeons Dragons is either A D and D or D and D two point Yeah. Also, ain't got no time for Taco. <laughs> I think you mean Thaco. Thaco. Because that's how it was represented in the book. Oh, okay. But that's that's another thing. Like that's kind of what I mean. Where it, like it had this barrier for entry yeah for for your combat mechanics uh Thaco, as it was actually listed in the book was two hit armor class zero it was an acronym mm -hmm. and it was t-h-a-c zero mm. and uh, your your Thaco was a hundred percent your or thaco as, as some people pronounced it i mean that that was never agreed upon in the nerd community but, <laughs> you know you that that was your whole thing was like your role and then what was your Thaco score? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like post modifiers, what was yeah. your score? Yeah. And it's like, it was this, it was a math problem. It was homework. Every time you did yeah. anything, <laughs> I'm going to be really honest. By the time I got to the end of that campaign, I threw most of the rules out the window. That's hilarious. Yeah. I've been trying to get infinity bros to, uh, maybe do a cross channel with a uh, Dungeons dragons introduction for cross and I, cause neither him nor I have played it. So mm -hmm. that'd, be, that'd be a lot of fun. Um, man. I might recommend you try to drag in uh, First Geek on that because I I've, I'm pretty sure they do at least monthly, if not weekly, a D and D thing of their own. Mm, okay, yeah, I might have to do that. I I really I really am interested in it. I just I didn't know anybody that played it growing up. So yeah. All right. So I mean, I haven't played it in like 20 years, but yeah, not not seriously anyway. All right, so I don't want to zoom past these next two, but we're gonna well, let's go just a little bit quicker, um, just because I, yeah. I know I want to be cognizant of your time too. 
Um, oh, I'm fine. I, okay. I was rushing because I thought you had somewhere to be. I do not have anywhere to be, so I'm all for staying on if we can. A four-hour podcast. There we it. go. There we go. All right. So my next one. Um, I'm trying to figure out which one I want to. I want to do first. All right. I'll do this one first. All right. So Ninja Scroll is in my top five. Fair. Um, again, this was the first movie, first Japanese anime movie that I ever saw, and. Full disclosure, trigger warning, there is, there's a sexual assault scene in it. It's not, from my understanding, it's been a while since I've seen the movie, it's not hyper graphic as far as visually that I'm aware of, but it, it's definitely, um, if you're going into this movie, just be aware that that exists in the film. Yeah, um, it does also, take place. Yeah, there's also um, nudity in the film. Again, it's, from what I it's recall, not graphic, it's not graphic it or exist. gratuitous, but it's there. But yeah. this is definitely not your kid's uh, anime. <laughs> and it's 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 very hyper-violent. That being said, yes. um, so I grew up with... I, I, I use the colloquial term samurai flicks, but that encompasses, for me, you know, um, martial arts films, swordplay films, all that type of stuff. I grew up watching, like, I would go over to my friend's house and we would have like once a week we would watch a new one a new movie something that had that fit into that genre so i i have a very soft spot for that that type of film that type of storytelling that's why i loved samurai x uh, ruina kenshin um samurai shampoo demon hunter all that stuff i i love those types of those types of stories so when i came into this not having ever seen an anime movie before um i was blown away um so the, the story, just in a nutshell, it's about this lone swordsman, Jubei, uh, who basically it was betrayed by his, his former master. And it's, a, it's about him seeking revenge. That's just a very high level. But in, in, in that, during the movie, he encounters these eight, um, for lack of a better word, demon ninjas. <laughs> but they're all incredibly diverse, incredibly powerful, and they all have these like supernatural abilities. And one by one, they, they get taken out until he fades. It, it, it's honestly like a video game. It feels like a video game. It's like the levels yeah. of a like Street Fighter, <laughs> but you're fighting these demonic ninja gods. <laughs> it's, it's awesome. I love it. Um, but it's, it's again, it's one of the first ones that I ever watched. It's, it's a really cool mix of like fantasy and historical fiction. Um, and the battle between Jubei and the, there's a rock demon named Tessai, I believe is his name. That's one of my favorite scenes in in all of anime because that it's it's this huge dude he's this impenetrable like eight foot tall like dude made of rock and he has this huge weapon and i used to draw a ton of weapons like on my anime characters just the most ridiculous impractical weapons you could ever think of but this dude had a it was like a sword kind of but it was like seven feet long and it had a handle in the middle almost like uh darth maul Except it had huge blades on it next to his hand, and it would go down to uh, like a like a point, and he would throw it like a boomerang, and just just cut people in half. <laughs> and it was like the most crazy thing I'd ever seen in my life. Um, but anyways, there's there's a ton of swordplay in the movie that I really really dig, and the animation is beautiful too. What were we gonna say? I was just gonna say, crack me up a little bit because at the start of your description of the weapon, I was like, so like. Uh... Sasuke's Zanbato in uh, Kenshin. Yeah. Yep. That just like you practically a Buster Sword. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's 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 phenomenal. And th and you have like you have this um, one of the demons like can hide in shadows, can have physically hide in shadows. You have this other demon that that 
has this electrical wire that he can electrocute people with like miles away uh you have this other one who's half snake and she can shed her skin oh it's it's so awesome the movie is awesome and it just the diversity of the characters is awesome um and there's a lot of like turns in the movie there's a lot of betrayals in the movie um but yeah it's definitely not one for the kiddos um Hmm. That is an understatement. Yeah, yeah, it's it's incredibly intense, but it's it's a beautiful anime, and it's a really really cool story. So. Yeah, that's that's actually one of my brother's all time favorites is uh, Ninja Scroll. Yeah. I, to correct myself, I said it in chat too. the The character from Kenshin is Sanosuke, not Sasuke. Sasuke is from <laughs> Naruto. <laughs> oh, okay, got it, got it. Wrong show. <laughs> Similar name. Wrong show. <laughs> All right. Well, so what is your what's your last one, Locke? What's your last of okay. the top five? My my last one, and again, to be clear, in case we didn't make this abundantly clear at the top of the show, these are just our 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 current top fives. Correct. Um, not necessarily indicative of the only things we like or <clears throat> or what have you. But um, in my current top five is actually an ongoing series, um, with an ongoing manga behind it, and the manga is like light years ahead of the show. So I'm really excited to see where these two things go together is uh my hero academia okay or or boku no hero academia uh, is the original title um which if if you're the kind of person who prefers uh dubs to subs they are doing a, a, a kind of a pilot for this where the dubbing for the american release is done almost exactly alongside the uh original dub the original voice cast mm-hmm so you're talking like a two-week gap usually between the uh, release of the original episode before oh, wow. it gets dubbed and released here. Yeah. Um. I, is it simulcast? I thought there was a. I thought there was a delay. But anyway, the point is, um, my buddy Kevin kind of turned me on to the show inadvertently. He was really asking for my help to to get it so that he could watch it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, if he's bugging me about it, I might as well at least check it out. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's the Funimation, Funimation name for it is Simulcast. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, and so I sat down and I watched it. And of course, he's watching it in English. And this is one of the rare occasions where the English is not unbearable or anything. Mm-hmm. But I do actually feel like the dub hurts it a little mm-hmm. bit. Because there is a, a character... Okay, yeah, sorry, let me back up slightly and actually explain the show. Um, My Hero Academia follows a kid named Deku who grows up in a world where everybody is basically... There are mutants, the way X-Men sort of is, like you're born with a mutation of some sort, or you aren't. Um, Except instead of, like, waiting until puberty to trigger, it happens when you're, like, in first grade. Yeah. You know what I mean? So you've got, like, eight-year-olds that have, like, laser eyes and stuff. You know what I mean? Um, except in this world, they're called quirks and the, um, the level is, is much higher. Mm -hmm. Like most people are born with some sort of quirk being born normal is, is the, the weird thing. And, uh, prefers dubs to subs. Sounds like a top selling t-shirt or a tag (laughs) on a Reddit post. I mean, the tag on the Reddit post is not inaccurate. It comes up a lot, but, um, but anyway, so like more often than not you're born with some sort of power and then your big deal is like when you come into it you you find out you know could you then be a hero or like is your power to make xerox copies without a copier you know what i mean like sometimes you just have a truly mundane thing like 
it's five degrees colder around you than anywhere else. So you never need AC. You know what I mean? But then you've also got like these crazy powerful quirks um, that, you know, make you either a superhero or a supervillain because, of course, that's the way things go. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the story follows Deku, who was born without a quirk on his mission to become a hero anyway, because that's more than anything else. He wants to emulate his hero, All Might, who is the number one hero in the world. Hmm. And they have like a whole hero ranking thing. Like literally All Might is number one on the rankings and they change every year. Mm -hmm. Um, And so he ultimately does get a quirk as it is passed to him from another character. Mm Mm-hmm. And it follows him learning to use the quirk that he was not born with and doesn't acquire until like 10 years after everyone else as he goes to hero school, basically. Mm-hmm. It's literally what it is. Okay. Um, and I feel like for me, it kind of hit at a really great time because like, A, I'm obviously very into hero stuff. I love the Marvel movies. Yeah. I want to love the DC movies, even though they make it really hard to. <laughs> um, but then... You know, we had the the huge lull between things because we had the the break between Infinity War and Endgame, and so I kind of found it in the, in that area, you know, mm-hmm. and so it it fit that niche. But uh, it's it's really good. I enjoy it a lot. The art is really good. There's a lot of humor in place, but it also has a lot of depth to it as well. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I definitely write it down on the list because um, that's been recommended to me before too. And yeah. there's not a whole lot of superhero genre animes, right? I mean, I'm sure there are a ton, but I'm not aware of most of them, to be honest with you. I mean, like, I, I guess arguably almost any anime. Any? Any anime? <laughs> almost any anime could be distilled down to some sort of superhero. Because 75% of the time or better, your main character has some sort of superpower that makes them better than anyone else. Yeah. You know? But yeah, like I don't, I don't feel like it's an oversaturated genre. At least yeah. not one that I'm aware of. Yeah. And when was that released? When was that? Do you remember? Um, I think we're coming up on season five. Okay. So I want to say like three years ago, maybe, because I they do like two seasons a year sort of deal. I think. Where is it? Is it on Netflix or? No, I am not sure where it's streaming uh, right okay. now. Um, I've I've had to go through other means. Let's say, uh, twenty sixteen. Oh, yeah. So I guess it's one a year, like normal. For some reason, I thought they were doing two a year. I thought it hmm. started sooner. Funimation, Red um, Funimation. Oh, is it on Funny? Okay. Uh, yeah. So the first season originally ran from April third to June twenty sixth of twenty sixteen. Okay. Apparently, gotcha. Um, seven bucks a month isn't bad. No, that's not bad at all deal with that um but i highly recommend it oh uh to sum up what i was saying before because i completely sidetracked myself and forgot i recommend the sub over the dub in this case more than any other place okay um because it is actually still going through a weird little bit of uh sanitation not a ton you know like sailor moon and 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 dragon ball and some of the other stuff you're talking like 60 to 70 percent you're talking like three to five at worst mm-hmm. where they're changing stuff i feel like in in mha but yeah one of the things that i feel like is directly damaged is one of the characters his name is present mike present mike p-r-e-s-e-n-t-m-i-c present mike mm-hmm. 
I do generally always recommend the sub over the dub, but this is one of the cases where I don't just recommend it because I feel like it's better, but I, I, I have to actively and forcefully recommend it because it's, it's, it is damaging <laughs> to the original product because present Mike, part of his gimmick is that like, obviously they're all speaking Japanese. And so mm -hmm. he'll be in the middle of a Japanese speech and then he will just break out into full English sentences. Oh shoot. Okay. And of course, that's completely lost because when they they dub it, they he doesn't like switch from English to Japanese in the middle of it. Yeah, you know what I mean. Hmm. Um, okay, yeah, that, I feel like that would be uh, a huge bit of context that's left out. Yeah, and not like gigantically important to the plot. It's yeah. not like you know he switches to explaining major plot points in English all of a sudden. But yeah. like, it's a, it's a gag in and of itself, um, and it's completely lost in the in the dub. Gotcha. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm definitely going to check that one out. All right. So let me hit my last one, and then we, you and I can go through maybe a couple honorable mentions real quick, and then we'll yeah. call it a day. This has been awesome, sure. man. This has been a ton of fun. Yeah, I've had a blast. Yeah. All right. So my last one, and, you know, Locke, you and I have talked about this one quite a bit, um, is probably one of the most confusing animes I think I've ever seen still to this day. I don't necessarily know if I even understand all of it. I probably don't. But it would be Neon Genesis. Evangelion, for the full name, obviously. Um, so, like, in a gist... So, it's a, it's a Japanese anime mech. It's a mech show. Basically, it's bat mech battles and kaijus. At, at the surface. On surface level, yeah. that's what it is. It features, bit, yeah. yeah, and it's it's set 15 years after you know this this the third impact no second impact first impact I'm so confused one of the impacts one of the first two impacts it's set 15 years after that uh, main character Shinji is a teenage boy who's recruited to pilot one of these mechs he's recruited by his father um, and the show you can get as much out of it as you want. Or you can get as little out of it as you want. If you just want a mech show where they fight these weird-looking kaiju's that they call angels, you can you 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 can you can you can take it at face value. Or if you want a incredibly deep study on the psyche of a teenage boy who has been incredibly traumatized um, his life, along with the other two characters, Rei Ayanami and Ash. Ash what was it? What's her name? What's the name? Asuka. 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 That's it. That's good. Um, all of them who's been who've been traumatized, and we come. I'm gonna some spoiler warnings here. Oh man, I'm gonna try to get this right. So each of them pilots a different Eva, uh, Evangelion, um, and inside the Evangelion, the reason why these these children were were chosen, or at least two of them, Asuka and and Shinji, is because they're part of their mother. Their mother's soul is actually inside of the Eva, and that's why they can connect mentally with the Eva and control it with their their body and their movements. But a whole lot of stuff is unveiled in the show about why these angels are attacking in the first place, what it actually means, who, what these Evas actually are. Um, I mean, it's so wrong when you consider the show for a long-standing fan. I think I'm a clone now. <laughs> yeah, it's the second impact. There we go. Yeah, they're really not much, yeah. but I mean, just just for the sake of argument, for 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 someone who wants to watch, if they like mech shows, you you might like it just at face value. But um, 
one of the things if that you I really, like feeling like you've done acid without actually doing acid so i i will say i tried to finish the series before we had the show and i got to like the 26th episode which there's 20 so the, the whole series is 27 episodes there's a there's a ova end of evangelion which kind of rewrites a lot of the movie from my understanding it's it's been a while since i've seen it but the creator yeah. the creator of the original show it was basically is basically he this was his life's work and it was i forgot his name I forgot his name. I don't remember either. Yeah. But it, it was basically his commentary, from what I understand, on the anime culture in general. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of subtext in the show. But again, you can get as much out of the show as you want. The animation, again, incredible. Um, it can be pretentious at times. Very pretentious, in my opinion. Um, but just like Dragon Ball Z, it obviously has some negatives, in my opinion. But I think the positives outweigh the negatives. <laughs> Um, I think it's a really cool study on grief um, yeah. and the extent we go in order to answer you know, grief or revenge, that type of stuff. Um, having come from a single parent house, like I was raised by my mom, I was, I was very intrigued with Shinji, Shinji and his dad's s- story. Um, that, was, that was a really cool study on like a, abandonment fr- from, a, from a father perspective, father-son perspective. Uh, but it does get it gets super super trippy at, at the very end of the show. Uh, yeah, Ano, that's it, that's it. Um, but yeah, so again, I still don't understand it to the full extent of the show. Um, I'm, I I've seen it at least three or four times. I know that, but I think the animation, especially during the battle sequences, um, is is just incredible. I love it. Uh, it's an intriguing show, and like I said, you can get as much out of it as you want. I know you're not a huge fan of Evangelion, Locke, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, so like I said when we were talking about Akira earlier, this is one of those shows where like I fully and completely recognize that not only does it have a place, but that place is very, very high mm-hmm. in in a lot of people's estimation. And, and even in mine, because I feel like I'm never going to recommend to somebody who's never watched anime that they start with this. Yeah. I just, I, I can't in good conscience do that. But mm-hmm. if you are a fan, love it or hate it when you're over, I recommend you watch it in general because I feel like it's one of those things that has a massive impact uh, and a massive influence on anime as an art form mm-hmm. in a lot of different ways. And I think t- to some degree it's because, uh, you know, like I mentioned Perfect Blue was the first movie I ever bought. And... I mentioned regretting Perfect Blue, <laughs> and it's it's for actually some of the same reasons that I struggle with with Ava. Mm-hmm. Um, like you mentioned, you can really come out of it taking away almost anything you want if you really just want to enjoy uh, a crazy weird show about kids and giant robots beating up giant monsters. You can yeah. you can do that and walk away. Yeah, um, you're gonna have to actively ignore some stuff that takes place in the show to That's do that, true. but yeah. it's there. It's mm-hmm. there. You know. But it doesn't shy away from showing you a lot of mental problems. Yeah. Like, yes, there's there's a little bit of gore. Yes, there's absolutely some death. Yes, there's absolutely some characters where you're just like, WTF mate. Mm-hmm. You know, but the show is not focused on those things like a lot of other shows wind up being, you know? The, the major focus on the show is 
mental health basically yep you know at least in terms of of that kind of thing so like i feel like it's very important from an artistic standpoint not necessarily from the like draw or paint art but like art as a a whole medium kind of art like Mm -hmm. specifically because it it doesn't pull punches when it wants to talk to or show you something yeah you know what i mean yeah like like you were talking about the the story between shinji and uh and his dad, mm-hmm. um, Gendo. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's it. Ikari. Yeah. Um, mental health is what the TV end is all about. Yes. Yes. Those those kids are all manner of screwed up. And that's exactly my point uh-huh. is, you know, every, every time we take a deep look at any of these characters, you see that there's some sort of weird trauma going on mm-hmm. with all of them yeah. in one way or another. Like, one of the first times you meet Asuka you're there with Shinji's best friend who who also gets snapped up to be a pilot mm-hmm. or possibly a pilot. I, I don't remember anymore, honestly, if he makes it or not. But, like, he just straight up pulls his pants down and exposes himself to Asuka. Yeah. And it's like, who thinks that's a normal thing to do? Yeah. So, like, they don't really get, like, super into what's going on with him, but, like, no. you know right away something ain't right. Yeah, something's up with him. And yeah. and Asuka's reaction to it is is kind of, like apparently one too many people has done that to her so like you know something is going on there um not related to where i started with that sentence sorry shinji and gendo have an extremely screwed up relationship oh man it's 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 incredibly hard it's incredibly heart-wrenching to to watch because he's he's trying to vie for his dad's acceptance by piloting this all shinji wants yeah by piloting this and his dad wants him to pilot eva but not for the reason that he thinks he does and you know, oh man, it's it's so good. Because I, I, for again, ra- being raised by a single mom and like trying to vie for like my dad's attention, I, I I can relate with that like to a certain extent. It's 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 so good. Um, caffeine- yeah, no, I totally get that. Yeah. Sorry, uh, caffeine rush said really enjoyed listening to you guys. I got to go watch a couple episodes of something so I can see what the buzz is about. I got to head out though. Thanks for the commentary. Have a good one. See you, brother. Uh, and it's not really spelled right. Toji, Pin Pin is why you should watch the show. Pin Pin. Oh, the, yeah. the 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 penguin. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna freely admit that uh, Masato is one of my anime crushes. Yes, <laughs> and the fact that she has a pet penguin yeah. is yeah, in no small part related to that. Well, Pin Pin is awesome. I feel like she's screwed up too, like in the show. Oh but, God, yes. But I feel like she's like I feel like she's like a breath of fresh air in the show because she's really the only one that cares about Shinji. Yes. Uh, but like she has a crazy way of showing that at times but like he also yes. you know, he, he's vying for he's vying for someone's attention his mom's dead his dad doesn't really care about him <laughs> uh, and he's living with this stranger who he was he, he was roomed with from this weird shadow organization nerve yeah uh, man it's a, it's such a cool show there's so again there's so many interest intricacies that I probably still go over my head um, but it is definitely I think at its at its root it's a it's a study on depression and grief and i think to, to to what i was going back earlier the the creator of the show ano he was i think when he created the show he was going through really severe depression so obviously that bleeds out in the show right that bleeds out in that. what he's creating so yeah and, and i really that to me more than anything else about any of the shows we've talked about is one of the reasons why despite the fact that as i've said before i'm not personally a huge fan of the show i i will recommend it if somebody says to me hey i heard about this show should i watch it my answer is pretty universally going to be yes yeah 
like I, and not even for context like did someone tell you you should watch it you should probably watch it yeah are you gonna like it who knows coin yeah. toss yeah you might hate it but it's important if to be an anime fan and this is where that gatekeeping thing came up early i'm not saying if you don't watch it you're not a real fan it's yeah. not what i'm saying it's not what i mean but i feel like it's one of those things where like as an anime fan i feel like it it has an important place for you to at least see it yeah if you don't finish it whatever if you don't like it whatever but give it a shot and if you do finish it and don't like it still whatever like yeah. it's it's an experience in and of itself but it also like i said it it has such a massive influence and impact on anime as a thing Mm-hmm. That I feel like it's an important thing that if somebody says, should I, the answer for me is almost always going to be yes. Yeah. Um, obviously, there is the question of, like, triggers and, like, can you deal with this? And, like, mm-hmm. it's not... Part of the reason I struggle with it is because a lot of a lot of the screwed up stuff, a lot of the most screwed up stuff happens to kids. Yeah. You know, the adults do screwed up crap to each other, but it's almost universally in the background or not really that important to the overall plot mm-hmm. like it's important to the characters obviously blah yeah. blah blah but like the bulk of the bad crap that happens um to the adults is like they're also depressed and yeah. they drink too much yep it's probably up on one of these shelves somewhere then it's probably behind the green screen um smalls just went searching for i have a pen pen <laughs> he's he's like oh, this big awesome. and i i love him but when we moved stuff around he got put somewhere and i yeah. don't know where he is right now yeah but anyway um there's a series the movies the reboot and the new movies <laughs> so be wary of where you jump in yeah, yes that's, that's a whole nother like holy crap there's so many different versions of this show i mean my recommendation is always going to be to go back and watch the original yeah. if you're going to watch any of it at the very least start with the original if yeah. you skip the other intervening movies afterwards and just watch the most recent one that's it's whatever, but the original show is the one that has the most important place, yeah. to, in my personal opinion. Yeah. The other ones, I, I feel like were just attempts on the studio's part to recapture the fans that the show loses mm-hmm. at various points. And so, I think that's really what it boils down to, so, in my personal opinion. So I've got a question. So Redbeard said something in chat earlier. He said, to older fans of anime, saying that you like NGE is almost like saying that you like Black Sabbath as a metalhead. So... To piggyback off that, what is the standing of the show in like the die died in the wool anime community, like the the OGs? Like, what's the standing of the show? Like, how does how, how do they how do people view that show? Pretty universally is important. Yeah. I mean, that's really kind of the only thing that that we all tend to agree on is that it's yeah. important. Um, I I feel like I'm kind of an outlier mm-hmm. in that most of the people from at least the community of anime fans that I came up with, yeah. uh, even in the convention circuit, most of them are like, Oh my God, it's so good. It's like the best show ever. Mm-hmm. And I'm like that. I mean, that's just like your opinion, man. Yeah, it's like your opinion, <laughs> you know? <dude. laughs> yeah. Um, but like, so that's the thing, like in, in general, the original show is, is pretty highly revered. I would say. Um, and a lot of people tend to, to, take umbrage with the movies because like i said if uh, a lot of us or at least a lot of the people i've talked to about it tend to feel like the movies were just an attempt to to fix it hmm. and it's like don't fix it it's messed up on purpose yeah. let it be messed up yeah yeah and to that point, you know redbeard said as much as he loves it it's a convoluted mess and it takes a lot to unpack it i, I would agree 100 percent. oh that is an understatement holy crap because like i <laughs> 
Because I, it's not a sh- you know there are some shows where you can you can have one in the background, you know you could just have it yeah, playing yeah. in the background and kind of ca- casually occasionally tune in. You cannot do that with this. Like no. even if you're dialed in a hundred percent watching the show, you're gonna miss. You're, gonna you're miss still gonna stuff. miss something. You're gonna miss yeah. something. Even on the well, second and third view, you're still gonna miss stuff. Yeah, because the focus shifts. Like there's so many layers. Like. Haha, Shrek with onions, but like there's so many layers to the show that if you're focusing on one, you're not going to see the other ones because they're they're so disparate. Mm-hmm. You know, like if you're paying attention to the emotional theme of a lot of the characters, you're you're gonna miss the the biblical themes. If you're yeah. paying attention to the biblical themes, you're gonna miss the artistic themes. If you're paying attention to the artistic themes, you you know what I mean? Like, it doesn't matter what you're focusing on. Yeah. You can't pay attention to all of them equally. No. Like, no. Th- it's almost like you have to have in every case. You have to have a specific goal in mind when you watch the show and then change. What that do goal. I want to get out of it? Yeah. change the goal. The next time you watch it, you need to focus on something else. <laughs> yeah. I've, I've gotten all the way through Evangelion a total of three times yeah. in my life. Um, and at least one of them was because of a roommate of mine who was completely obsessed with the show. Mm-hmm. Um, and he wanted to cosplay the scruffy dude with the ponytail, whose name I can't remember. Yeah, I know you're talking about. Uh, yeah, I can't. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Uh, the guy that that dated Masato. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He he wanted to cosplay him, and so he really wanted to a nail the look and b try to get the mannerisms down. And I'm like, that's yes, that's him. And I'm know. like, yeah, good for you that you want to do that like yeah. i guarantee you are going to go to a con and people are going to look at you and go oh you're kaji yeah they're not going to care if you walk the right way y- yeah. you know yeah. like you're you're getting a little deep in it buddy but <laughs> good on you i'll just um, sit the next but, couple plays out i'm joking. <laughs> yeah <laughs> but but i sat down and i watched it through with him once and at least one of those times he wanted to watch it in english just for the experience of it mm-hmm. to see how it was different so yeah. like it was on at my apartment a lot <laughs> at one point in my mm-hmm. life and it's I like I'm not gonna blame any of my own depression or anxiety on yeah. the show. I'm gonna be wrong, but I feel like it did not help me any yeah, <laughs> to sit yeah. through it as many times as I did. It's definitely dark because it is. It's it's rough. Yeah, um, it's, it really is. But it's deep. It it is. <laughs> but yeah, I, I love I love that show. Um, I don't know if it's my top one, but it's top two at least for me. Yeah. All right. I so mean, I I can't stress enough that that like it. Or or not, it's it will always have a very important place in history, in yeah. my opinion. Yeah. All right, so we're, we're closing in on five, so I think that might be a good time to call it. That being said, I, I do yeah. want to get some of your honorable mentions before we bounce out of here. Yeah. Well, I I kind of hit on some of them. Yeah. Um, Samurai Champloo was one of them in in line with Cowboy Bebop for a lot of reasons. I really enjoyed that one. Mm-hmm. Um. I actually I had a list at one point and I lost it, so I'm just <laughs> going to go off the cuff here. Um, if you like the Pokemon esque like monster battle type thing, I highly recommend Dragon Drive. It was a really really good Dragon one. Drive. Okay. Um, very short. Second season was very weird, but I very much enjoyed it. Um, the TLDR with that one is like you get these cards that you put in this machine and then you sit down in like a chair that's sort of VR and then you and your dragon battle the other guy and his dragon and then something weird happens and the main character gets sucked through a portal into this alternate dimension where the dragons are not digital monsters they're real oh dang <laughs> it's an it's another one of those like underdog stories too like the dragon the kid gets when he finally gets a dragon is like 
this wimpy looking one that turns out to be like the be all end all beast mode mm-hmm. dragon. Yeah. Um, yes, please do not drink and drive. You, you want dragon <laughs> drive. Put that in the chat there. Um, so that was that was a solid one that I really really love. Um, if you like the fantasy style stuff, there's one called Scrapped Princess. Scrapped um, Princess. Yeah, I threw that in the chat too. Okay. Um, Scrap Princess. Uh, basically, there's a prophecy that this princess will break the world somehow, um, and so they do like this. Um, the Snow White style thing, like take the princess out in the woods and huck her off the cliff, sort of deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Except not as an adult, like as a baby. Yeah. Um, and she gets found and raised by this uh, brother and sister who are one is like a super powerful knight and the other one's a super powerful mage. And mm-hmm. then the show is their adventures of of survive and stay under the radar. Yeah. Because it it comes out obviously that she didn't die. <laughs> mm, yeah, yeah. Um, it's relatively short. I I really enjoyed it. Um. Food Wars is a ton of fun, but it's extremely risque, I, I will say. I don't believe there's any actual nudity in it, but yeah. one of the over <laughs> overwhelming things I've seen is people eat food that's so good their clothes explode. <laughs> and then like it comes out I mean, of the fancy sequence and they're fully clothed. But <laughs> oh I mean, gosh. I know when I bite into a really good slice of pizza, just, just I'm shirtless. Yep. Just shoots um, right off. <laughs> but yeah, Scrap Princess... I honestly I struggled with whether or not to put Scrap Princess on my list because I love the art, I love the sound, the intro is great, I love the overall story. I'm really into the fantasy type stories, so that one that one hit real good. Um Slayers, Tenchi Moyo, Ranmo One Half. Those are all shows I highly recommend. Um Sorcerer Hunter, again a little bit more on the risque side, but I enjoyed that one a lot as well. So I feel like I threw a bunch out there. Yeah. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna tap out. I like I've got tons more that I could I could Trigun, Trigun, holy crap, Trigun, <laughs> Trigun, watch Trigun. Yeah, uh, I've not seen that. I've not seen one. that at all. So Trigun's I... short though, so you you should be able to get away with that. I think it's like one season, maybe twenty six episodes at most. It might even only be thirteen. I don't remember, but it's so good. All right, what do you got? Hit me. All right, so I've already mentioned a couple of mine. So first mm-hmm. one, Boy and the Beast, incredibly, yep. uh, very um, Miyazaki esque. Um, if you like anthropomorphic type stories with swordplay and fantastical elements, I would definitely recommend it. It's not super intense, like the sword. It's not like super graphic or anything like that. It's it's very approachable, and I don't. I would almost go so far as to say if you have if you have kids, they could probably watch it. Honestly, um, another one for our comic book fans. This is kind of out of left field, and it's relatively new. But uh, Batman Ninja, I would classify oh, yes. this. I would classify this as an anime because it came from a Japanese studio. Yeah, it was a Japanese studio. So it's basically, what if Batman and some of his rogues were sucked into feudal Japan? Uh, and that's that. Oh, I thought it was. I thought it was just what if they had been born then? I didn't know it was they got transported to. No, them. it's it's if they got sucked in because because um, there's some one of the one of the rogues was working on a time machine. I think it was Grod. Grod. Gorilla Grodd was working on a on a time machine and it messed up and they got and they got sucked in right. I don't know. It's I don't watch that. I could, I could probably be wrong. Anyways, fantastic movie. The animation is incredible. Um, what is another one? Gantz. Oh, Grave. Gantz is Grave of the Fireflies. Sorry, Grave of the Fireflies. Dude, that's another one on movies. I got to put that one out there. Sorry. No, my wife is all about that movie. 
I didn't mean to interrupt. I promise. No, you're good. But you're I had good. to say it before I forgot about it again. No, I, I lose train of thought super easy. Not your fault. And it's totally 100% <laughs> me. Um, Gantz is another one. Now, Gantz, again, is pretty... It's a it's a very adult, actually. Um, very adult anime. But it basically, the premise is, if you die, you go to this room that has this... That, this I don't even know how to classify it. It's this black sphere. And you're put into a game, basically. And if you win the game, you can go, you can keep playing and keep playing and keep playing. And eventually, I think you can, I think you can come back to life again. It's, it's been a while since I've seen it. Um, there's a lot of fighting in it, which is why I like it. The animation is great. The colors really pop. Uh, again, it, it deals with some adult, some pretty adult stuff. It's hyper, it's pretty violent. Um, but it's, it's a cool show if, if you like that, like sci-fi-esque type stuff. Um, and then a show that I actually just started watching. Which I, I don't normally like these types of shows, but Full Metal Alchemist, dude, I had never seen that before, and I just started watching that because um, it came out on Netflix. I don't know when, but man, I'm really enjoying that show. Is it the original or is it FMA Brotherhood? It's the original. Oh, nice! It's the original, uh, and I don't even know how to. How would you premise that show? <laughs> Tragedy. <laughs> yeah. So. So these two isn't it that the two kids like their mom dies and they try to use alchemy to bring her back and accidentally screw up real bad. Yeah, and and one of the brothers loses an arm and, and the other and the brother other loses his body, loses his whole body. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and he's transferred in the suit of armor. Yeah, his soul basically is transported into the suit of armor. So it's the story about this brother who's part machine or you know part machine, I guess, or part metal, I guess, who's a master alchemist who basically can make anything out of metal if he has the proper materials, or he can make anything if he has the proper materials. Um, but I haven't finished the series. I'm not even even halfway through, but it, it's really cool. Um, I, I love it, man. The animation is really cool. It's I feel like it's slightly dated, but I, I still enjoy it. I really like it. Escaflone, yeah. yes, I have seen some of that. My wife has the, the whole series on that. Yeah, uh, Escaflone is pretty good. Um has a cat girl, which automatically makes it cool in my book. <laughs> um, no, I'm I'm good with giant suits of armor. I'm just really mad at Gundam Wing for being terrible. <laughs> <laughs> um, now I say that personally, I can't stand Gundam Wing, but it is because it's again, it's a political drama and it drives me bonkers. <laughs> but I also say that with like 90% of my electronics being named after Death Scythe, which is one of the Gundams from that show. Nice. Uh, but she also mentioned, I don't want to miss this, uh, if you liked Roroni Kenshin, Inuyasha is similar-ish. Oh yeah, that's right. <coughs> um, so that's that's another good one. She also mentioned Oh My Goddess, mm. which Oh My Goddess is technically a, a, a harem anime, isn't it? Jason? Now, can you define har- mentioned- can you define harm anime anime okay so like the, the the general gist of them is you have the the protagonist is uh I don't want to say lusted after because it's not always about like physical stuff mm-hmm. but like all of these other characters are like in love with that character mm, gotcha so it's it's sort of like uh hold on what is going on whoa <laughs> all right it's yeah, I'm just gonna take the sleeve. Yeah, you can have that back. Uh, 
Keiichi Morisato is an engineering student, top driver is Campus Motor Club, and not very lucky with the ladies. While calling for takeout food one evening, a wrong number puts him in contact with the Goddess Hotline. One misplaced wish later, Keiichi finds himself blessed with Bell Dandy, the perfect girlfriend and a goddess in every sense of the word. Unfortunately, she doesn't have any idea how to act in the human world, and her presence quickly gets Keiichi kicked out of the dorms. Fortunately for Keiichi, his troubles have just begun. So, like, it, it always kicks off with some sort of weird circumstance where a character that historically in in that universe has had no luck with love mm -hmm. when suddenly all of these characters are like but i love them yeah um like love hina this dude moves into a dorm and is completely oblivious to the fact that every other female character in the show is in love with him yeah except for the one that he has feelings for is constantly mean to him. And so it's a full comedy series yeah. based on, on that juxtaposition. He loves her. She outwardly acts like she hates him, but then is extremely jealous when any of the other housemates are like, but I love him. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, love. Hina's is like that. Um, Tenchi Muyo is, is like that. Um, almost exactly like that. Now that I think about it, like, Except I can't remember if he's in love with any of the other characters. They're all very much in love with him, and he's either oblivious or not into them. But like that's that's what your your harem animes are, are really based around is that your your protagonist either is oblivious to or not returning gotcha. of the affections of the large group of people that are into him. Got it. It's usually oblivious though. Got it's it. almost always oblivious. Dude, this was awesome. This yeah, I, I, I had a really good time. Yeah, this was... Dude, everybody in chat has been phenomenal. You guys know way more than me, which is totally cool. <laughs> Especially Redbeard and Smalls. Um, you said another... Yeah, Redbe Honestly, Redbeard is, is your your encyclopedia. That dude knows way more than I do. All right, he I kept might... up with stuff way better than I did. Yeah, I might have to reach out, Redbeard. No, it's... Dude, there's no apologies needed. That's why I prefaced saying I'm not an expert because I knew multiple people on this call were going to know more than me or on the on the on the stream or whatnot. But man, this was a ton of fun. I love talking about anime. I've, I've definitely wrote down some in, some recommendations based off this that I am absolutely going to watch. And I will sit through Cowboy Bebop and Shamurai Shampoo, Shampoo, um, the whole series. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I love, I love how excited you sound about it. <laughs> <laughs> I will. I will sit there. I'll and endure it <laughs> well i think my wife will divorce me if if i don't at some point watch cowboy bebop so that's that's, that's fair that's got it and i would honest. like to watch it before the series comes out that would be great actually um, yeah because i gotta be honest that's one i'm like i'm looking at and like i love john cho but i don't know that i ever would have picked him to play spike it doesn't look like a spike to me it doesn't scream spike yeah but again heath ledger True. i'm i'm gonna give it a shot True, <laughs> but we'll see what happens um Red turned me on to Cells at Work. Um, Cells at Work. That's a really interesting one because apparently it's like weirdly medically accurate while also being wildly bizarre. Okay. Like if you're not familiar with the premise, each of the cells in your body is actually represented by a physical quote-unquote person type. Okay. And then like if you get a cut, obviously like you know the the sky opens up because mm -hmm. you know wound you know yeah. what i mean and then like if germs or viruses or bacteria get in like they come in and attack and Dude, that's awesome the different blood type or the different cell types all look or dress differently they all act differently 
Um, and they actually do in the show talk about like, well, this type of blood cell does this and that type yeah. of blood cell does that. And they work together to accomplish this goal. Yeah. But then at the same time, it is a crazy over the top anime. That's awesome. But so if you're squeamish, works. be aware there's a lot of blood. All right. You should be aware there's a lot of blood because, you know, <laughs> blood cells, but yeah. All right, cool. Cells at work. I'm, I'm jotting that down right now. All right. So before we go, um, did you want to plug? Did you want to plug your your stream real quick? Uh, well, I mean, in general, if you guys want to come hang out with me, I always <laughs> appreciate it. Uh, I am a variety streamer at this point. I don't have anything nailed down, so I do try to mix up what I play. Um, next week, I actually will not be streaming at all during the week. Um, I'm not going to get too deep into it because I don't want to talk about a bunch of stuff on a channel that is not mine. Mm -hmm. Uh, if you're not aware of, of the hashtags Twitch Do Better, uh, Stand With Raven, or A Day Off Twitch, I highly recommend you check them out on Twitter Absolutely. and just kind of get a feel for what's going on. Um, but what it boils down to is A Day Off Twitch is this upcoming Wednesday, September 1st. Uh, a lot of us are taking a day off Twitch. Um, now, I don't normally stream on Wednesdays, so obviously that's not a problem for me yeah. not to stream. Um, but I will not be on Twitch at all. I will yeah. not be in chat or watching anybody. I will not be on Twitch Wednesday, September 1st. Um, but because that's low-hanging fruit for me, and for those of us who don't stream on Wednesdays anyway, some of us are taking other days off as well as a show of solidarity. I normally stream on Thursdays. I will not be streaming this week. Mm -hmm. In, in honor of a day off Twitch. Um, I'll be around to support people on Thursday, yeah. you know, because Wednesday is our actual day off, but but I will not be streaming on Thursday. Um, now, that clarified, that is one of my normal stream days. I normally stream Thursdays and Saturdays at 8 p.m. Eastern. Thursdays tend to be a little bit on the shorter side. Uh, I normally only stream till uh, around 9.30 or 10 p.m. because I do work a, a day job Friday mornings. Mm -hmm. Saturdays can kind of go however long, yeah. you know. Um, Hopefully next Thursday we will getting back. Uh, we'll be getting back to twelve minutes. I'm very excited to finish that game. Um, if you're familiar with it, you want to see that? Come check me out. Not this upcoming Thursday, but the one after. Mm -hmm. um, but that's it. That's what I got. Variety awesome. streamer. Thursday, Saturday. Please love me. Awesome man. Appreciate. It. And I gave uh, uh, I gave Lock a shout out in the chat. If you if you are not following him. Be a good person and, and go over to a stream and follow him. Um, well, he's an awesome Trump. guy. He's been a, a friend of the stream, honestly, almost since day one. So we really appreciate you, dude. We love you. You're an awesome dude. And you have just an absolutely beautiful mane of hair. And I'm super jealous. Um, not really. I, I am super jealous, actually. Um, <laughs> Redbeard said, wouldn't normally do this, but Locke has shouted out Cody's thing. Do you know what that means? Okay, so speaking of major issues, um, and again, I'm not going to platform because it's not my channel. Um, most of you, I imagine, are aware of what's been going on in Afghanistan, and that has really put a major focus on our troops. Mm -hmm. um, not just those that are involved in the current conflict, but in general. Um, and right now, uh, I apologize in advance, I'm about to plug someone else's channel on your channel, but no to answer the question I have to, um, over on Dose of Nerd Acumen, they are doing a 12-hour charity stream to support two different charities that directly benefit our veterans. Um, they started at noon today, and they will be going until midnight Eastern tonight. Um, I am honestly not sure what they're playing at this point. They were playing some Apex Legends earlier. Um, 
you guys were actually hosting them right before we went live. That's how I know they were playing Apex. Yeah. Um, but that's that's where what what Redbeard mentioned came from is gotcha. uh, you know, I would recommend it. Um, once we go off air here, uh, I will probably post their channel for the remainder of their charity stream today. Yeah. Um, okay. But that's that's what's going on there. Cool. Yeah, and I shouted them out in the chat again. If you're not following them, go give them go give them a follow. Show some love. Looks like they're doing a Doritos crash course right now. <laughs> oh, I remember that game. That game was so much fun. Yeah, and um, to what Locke was speaking of earlier, I'm sorry to drag this out just a little bit more, but to what Locke was speaking about earlier about next Wednesday, or this coming Wednesday, mm -hmm. Twitch Do Better Wednesday. So a lot of uh, a lot of marginalized uh, Twitch streamers, uh, specifically streamers of, of color, are getting hate rated uh, on a continual basis on, on, on Twitch. So in a show of solidarity, we uh, Comics in the Cross also does not normally stream on Wednesdays, um, but we won't be participating in any streams on Wednesdays either. Um, just kind of a, a show of solidarity uh, with those other streamers um, to kind of, you know, put Twitch on notice that they need to do better, basically. Hashtag Twitch yeah. do better. So, um, yeah, absolutely. I didn't, I didn't, I failed to mention that, but thank you for calling that out a lot. Of course. Um, <clears throat> all right. So I, th I think that's it again. This was this was awesome, man. This we went way over, which is which is totally awesome. It's totally cool. Um, but this was a ton of fun. I, I really enjoyed talking anime. I don't get to talk about anime a whole lot, so this is this was great. I feel like anyone who knows either one of us should have known what they were getting into. Oh yeah, you knew this was going to be an hour <laughs> over the second we started talking. We got an yeah. hour in and we still hadn't touched on anime. You you knew what we were in for. I mean, let's be honest. Um, but we are going to, we're actually going to go, I think one geek 411 is streaming some phantom brigade. We're going to go show them some love. Uh, if you, if you feel like, if you have some time, I know we're an hour over, but if you have some time and you want to show them some love, hang on for the raid. Um, but Locke, I love you, man. I really appreciate you coming on today and I hope you, you too, man. Have a great Thanks for week. having me. Absolutely. See you guys. It's a great week to be a geek. Hang on. If you want to raid for geek, one geek 411. Thanks everybody. Bye friends. See ya. Oh.